Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today, we are covering The Leftovers, Season 2, Episode 8, International Assassin. I am Mr. Sal. I am a high school science teacher here with one of my former students, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hi, Mr. Sal. My name's Kurt. How the heck are you? <laughs> I was with the most uninteresting hello. <laughs> I am doing, I'm doing okay. I watched the latest episode of The Leftovers. Together. We watched it together as we watch all the episodes. Naturally. we In fact, we just finished it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're recording this right before it goes live at noon today. Because this is, this is recorded and then we throw it right up right afterward. Yep. So we get together at about, you know, 9 a.m. Right? On we a watch, Monday. Yeah. On a Monday. We watch the show. Yeah. And then we talk about it for a couple hours and then we post it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Life were that simple. I mean, it can be. Just makes a lot of other things more complicated. <laughs> that's, so, that's a very, very good point, Kurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, go uh, ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go. All right, well, I, I was just about to jump into my guest for this episode. Guess away. Okay. I, I, I'm going to basically say the same thing that I said last week. Either this is the most remarkable, amazing episode of television that you've ever seen, or what the hell did I just watch? Please don't ever make me watch anything like that again. Like, Interesting. Okay. I don't. I don't think there's. I, I don't think there is any in between on this. I would. I would really, really question. So I can guess. I'm just gonna guess that you gave this a ten because you love this season, right? Oh yeah, I gave this a ten. Okay. Yeah, I I fall into the camp of. This is maybe the most amazing thing I've ever seen on television. Really? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, the so, question is, do I? Well, yeah, the or question least... is, do you? So you're going with, so what are the two ratings you think I might be? Ten and five. Okay. Ten and five. So I know you love Kevin, and there's a lot of Kevin. I mean, this is all Kevin. This is very true. This is a very Kevin-centric episode. Some might even call this a Kevin episode. I would call it a Kevin episode. Uh, it might might be known as a Virgil episode or Baby Bird episode, but Baby Bird. not Baby Bird. It's it's a full. It just looks small. Bird episode. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of Patty in the, this episode, which I know you love. Holy Wayne makes a comeback. There's Holy Wayne, yeah, I was gonna say, there's which I know you love. Wayne. You like Holy Wayne? Gladys makes a comeback. I don't really love Gladys, but I I, I really I. I have a tough time believing that you hated this episode. But I can't set myself up for that failure of saying 10 and having you give it a 5. So I'm I'm going to say 10. I rated this question mark question mark. <laughs> but I didn't know what to give it cuz I've never yeah. seen cuz it it's just so random, right? Like I don't know what to I don't, I don't know what basis to rate it. Like it's just, <laughs> so I, I really thought about what I should rate this because like, huh. well, it was an enjoyable episode, but man, was it a <laughs> like they they did something they could have done. And this is no offense, like I'm just saying, what they did in this episode could have been done in like ten minutes, kind of right? Because all all we need to know is Kevin beats his inner. Like, or he, he fights, like, his inner mind, 
right? Uh, if you okay. want to choose to believe that, sure. In a way, whether it be real in reality, he did that, or just in his own head, he fought his own head, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this was all just a dream or whatever. But, yep. you know, they could have considered down, like, like, oh, he's an international assassin, or he's going to like, TV, he's his dad, and this stuff. Like, you know, it just takes an hour. This episode's an hour long of just Kevin in wherever he is, whether he's in his head, he's in this other place, right? Doing this stuff. It's like, you know, this this didn't have to take a whole episode, right? Like, they could have done this shorter. Yeah, they wouldn't have all looked a little cool, like nods and whatnot. But they could have made it shorter. That being said, I gave it a 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did give it a 10. I did give it a 10. Yeah. But I did I did heavily, heavily, or not heavily, heavily question giving it a 10. But the reason I gave it a 10 was, you know, I was very, I was very enthralled the whole time. So regardless, you know, regardless on how I feel it might do to the overall story. Yep. It doesn't matter, right? If I if I was attached, my eyeballs were attached the whole time. My eyeballs were attached the whole time. Even yep. if they didn't move the story at all. You know, if I was, if I was, you know, excited every second to watch it, then. Yep. I think it's. I think it deserves the ten. So. So I, I that's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, and I and I I totally agree. It is enthralling. It's a very enthralling. I'm very like, oh, what's happening next? Yeah, I know. You're like you can't take your eyes off of it. The one argument I will make. Uh, to kind of counter your point about they could have done it in 10 minutes is I think that it is very important for us to see Kevin's disorientation. And because of that disorientation, he can't possibly get through this in 10 minutes. Okay. We'll we'll see the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. I'll see how I feel on this. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. Like, yeah, listen, if you condense it down to 10 minutes, I'm not going to... Like, you, you are losing things in that, right? Things oh. will be cut away. We're going to lose some of this content. They yeah. an hour. There's no way condensing that into 10 minutes. But you could have gone, like, 90% of it, I feel like, in 10 minutes. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. 80%. Right? We could have got a good chunk of it in 10 minutes. That Maybe. being said, is that worth it? Like, it's that... Because just oh. the length of it is a part, also part of the message, right? Like, I... Oh, yeah. I completely understand. Maybe 20 minutes. Maybe 10 is a little short. But you could have... Yeah, it did not have to be a full episode. It doesn't. I don't know if it. I don't know if I agree with you. I think that. I I think that. We need. I think that Kevin's portrayal of his disorientation when he gets there dictates that there's no way he's getting out of there in ten minutes or even twenty minutes. Like this is going to be a struggle, and we need to see that struggle. Otherwise, it cheapens the whole experience. So, but we'll talk about it and see if 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 uh, either one of us makes any headway with the other on that, but uh, I, what I love about this episode is I explained it to, uh, to my wife earlier today, who, who interestingly, I, I think I've told you this before. She does not watch the leftovers. She watched the first episode and she said, not for me. And hasn't watched a single other episode since then. This is a stressful part of your relationship. Uh, no, but man, I really would love for her to watch don't you, it. I don't know if, I'm, I'm pretty sure to file for divorce, you need to give her a reason, right? That's <laughs> I, all. <laughs> that's all I'll say, anyway. Yeah. But I, the, the, the thing is, and, and I feel this way for most people, uh, and I, and I, I mean, I know my wife pretty well. I think that I, I can with confidence say that the leftovers is a bit bleak in the beginning, 
But if she or most viewers could get past those first like four, maybe five episodes. Gladys is a great episode. Five, I think five is where it picks up. I, I, but it's pretty bleak. Like that's. Oh, you mean yeah, the bleak. I, mean, I like the bleak. Oh, I do too. So, <laughs> but but I think if you can get past those first, let's say four episodes, then oh, you're like, BJ and the AC is a real I, crappy episode. I, I remember it because it's a bad episode. I mean, I still don't think it's a crappy episode. Yeah. I just think it's the worst one we've seen so far. So, huh. but at any rate, I think that I would say that you would. That Nor episode would, is pretty bad. This you like BJ and the? Oh, come on, man. Oh. All right. So anyway, <laughs> but my point is that if you can get past that beginning section, once it finds its rhythm, it finds its pace, it finds its tempo, it finds its its charm, I think you're richly rewarded from that point forward. And, and I, I really like I feel kind of bad for people who didn't get to that point because I feel like they missed out on something that is really, really special. But you know, I, but I understand why you, why it's not for you, especially in the beginning. So, but anyway, my point is, she hasn't watched an episode of The Leftovers other than the first episode since it aired, and I this is my third watch through of it. You know, so, uh, and all three times that I've watched International Assassin, she's walked in on it. <laughs> and it's a personal thing, you're like, oh, it's like. Of course, of course, <laughs> it's international assassin. Yeah, the most, the never, most outlandish, ridiculous episode of the entire series. So ever far. walked in on another episode, but th- this one she's walked in on all three times. Is it and, the same scene? Uh, no, but it's always when the music is blaring, and you know which music I'm talking about. Oh, okay, you know what I mean. Uh, so, and she always watches like five or ten minutes of it. And she's like, "Huh, this is pretty crazy." <laughs> and, and and I say, I said to her today, this is like the most complicated episode of television I think I've ever seen. It's just complicated. It, it's a lot to wrap your head around. I would love the idea of someone watching like the first, the only episode of The Leftovers yeah. they've seen is this episode. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't know why people are all about that episode. It's just like, the guy just looks confused the whole time. I know. <laughs> He's just kind of like running around. Yeah. Yeah, but he's I, I was... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even seem to know it, but he's pretty good at it. Like I don't from this point forward, it's like whatever happened to the assassin guy in the leftovers? And I'm like, assassin, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's by the way, a lot of the you know, pod I, I've listened to several podcasts about the leftovers. I've read like I can't even tell you how many reviews of every episode of the leftovers. And a lot of it, a very large chunk of that that uh, criticism in a positive way uh, that I've come across for this episode makes the claim that those a lot of those people like this episode and think it's the best episode of television they've ever seen. I wouldn't go that far. This, this, this is the episode in The Leftovers that people look back on and say, Wow, that was that was something. This was this was a very ballsy episode to me. Oh, without doubt. This is a very ballsy. In the same way they, they kind of ruined the premiere of the season to really make a great uh second episode, right? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a ballsy move. They yeah. this this episode you know, this this took some real guts. Yep. 
And I, you know, it probably is. I have to think on it. But I think it's my favorite episode so far. I it is mine. But but to go to say it's the best episode in television history. Well, no. early early early. Not I should say of my own viewing, right? Like this is right. my favorite episode I've ever seen. And I granted, I guess I probably need to see like the rest of the series just to like give it better. Context. And I will, I will tell you that this episode ages very very well. It, well I'm thinking on that, especially with the uh, Kevin Senior stuff. Yes, but there's also yep. Yeah, there could be other avenues on it, but it's this episode is not just like a one-off. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of a, an episode of Lost that could have gone anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, well, anyway, yeah, some episode, most episodes of Lost. I don't know. This episode is is not going to it. It's going to stick with you, and it's going to stick with Kevin. And it really, the, you you will look back on the series and think of this episode. Will they will will they play that music again? I'm not going to respond to that question. Okay. So, but it, it, this is this is kind of, it's a turning point in the season, the series, the whole series, and I think that what when you look back on the whole series. You're gonna think of this episode very fondly, maybe even more fondly than you do right now. Because honestly, you watch this episode, and really, it's mostly shock. That's that, a lot, yeah. Yeah, that, that you're feeling by the end of it, but it's not. This is not a shock value episode. Like the uh, Weiss and Benioff, the the creators of Game of Thrones were accused at several points in the series after they had gotten through all of the original source material books uh, were, were accused of putting things in simply for shock value. Uh, that's not what this is. This is an important set piece of the whole series. Yeah. So, all right. So, so I think that it'll be interesting to think about this at the end of the series uh, or maybe even at the end or somewhere in the middle of season three, I think that season three, yeah, somewhere in the middle of season three or maybe the end of the series to, to think about this episode, I think you'll think back on it and think that really was something special. That wasn't just for shock. Okay. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you want to start running through it, or is there any other initial reactions you want to talk about? Um, you start running through it. Okay. And there and there's just so there's so much here. There's a, there's a lot to dissect in this entire episode. Like this is a very there's a lot of things going on. I probably missed things. Just... And, and the whole thing is either Kevin's subconscious. Or actually supernatural. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Either way, everything matters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's either in his own head, or he's somewhere else. Yeah. I love that, and and I love that because you can interpret it either way. Everything that happens, everything that's said, is is said and done with intention and and should be examined so let's examine a lot of stuff 
there's there's no cold open in this episode, which is, I think, is this the only episode so far where there has it not didn't have a cold open? Yeah, I didn't note yeah. that down. It's just the intro. It it might be besides like, I mean, I think the first episode did that. Have well, the first episode open? didn't even have an opening credit sequence. Okay, so just, okay, yeah, I I think this might. Well, be... does that mean is it so is the whole episode a cold open then? Well, if there is no intro. Cold open comes before the opening titles. So if there is no intro, there was an intro. There was an intro for the first episode. Oh no! Oh, I'm talking about the first episode. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. That's a cold <laughs> open to the series. <laughs> but this one, uh, it, we open with the theme song, yeah. which I guess it makes so much sense because the last thing we knew, Kevin drank poison and was being dragged out, seemingly dead from Virgil's trailer while the epinephrine was on the floor and Virgil's head was on the wall. So what an elegant way of putting it. <laughs> so that's the last thing we knew. So we know that this is going to pick up immediately. <laughs> Sorry, Just if we took that sentence out of context. It's like, oh yeah, he's dead. His head's on the wall. Just I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that really got to me. Anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you like that. Anyway. It we, it would makes it makes sense that we don't get a cold open because we are pretty sure we're going to jump in wherever Kevin is now, either dead and the people are mourning, but you don't want to give that away before the opening credits, or in an afterlife or revived. But again, you don't want to give any of that away before the opening credits. So they put the opening credits first, and I, I like that choice. Do you? Do you like that choice? So yeah, so going into this episode, I I would have been okay. I'll, I'll I'll say one thing quick before I say this. I I I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but I was told a trick when I was younger. Like if, if you're indecisive between things, yeah, right. Uh, you know, flip a coin, but when the coin's in the air, you kind of like have a feeling of like you know, I I kind of don't want it to be heads now. Right, like just the you just have the slightest inclination. And in that yep. case, ignore the coin and just go with your gut. Right, mm-hmm. for the most part, depending on what you're flipping it for. So in the same way, I didn't really like mind all that much what this episode was going to be. Like I just really wanted to see, you know, okay, where are they going to show comes next? But as it was starting, I was like, man, this better not be like a funeral thing. They better not think Kevin's dead. <laughs> Whether he is dead or comes back alive, I would not like that. If like people thought he was dead, or if he really did die, I was like, man, I really don't want that to be the case. <laughs> so, so that was like my first thought while this intro was playing. Was like, yeah, I really don't want that. So I'm, I'm actually pretty happy that it did not happen. Right. But no, I, I totally agree. So, uh, the, the all we see is after the credits is this water dripping, and water is such a huge part of this episode. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it is literally everywhere and water in film and, and television represents purification, which is basically what Kevin is trying to do. He's trying to purify his mind and basically exercise. I mean, at. this water ain't the best for that though. I mean, no. we can clean things, but not for drinking, Mr. Sal. Not you heard drink- the memo, right? Not for drinking. That's right. Unless you're Virgil. <laughs> Unless you're oh, poor Virgil. <laughs> so, out of this dripping water, which is filling a tub to the point of overflowing, Kevin crawls out of the bathtub, gasping for air, naked, disoriented, has no idea where he is. We have no idea where he is. And I love that about it because 
he is in the almost the exact same situation that we're in as viewers. No uh, idea what's going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's shaking. He's like terrified. Mm-hmm. And it's could you tell it was a hotel just from the bathroom? So I well, when he stepped out, I was like, this is either like a really like this is either a hotel or motel, probably a hotel. Yeah, and yeah, so I figured that out pretty quick when he stepped out. I saw, I figured that out before he saw the Bible in the nightstand. Okay, you know you know what gave, gave it away for me? What? The curved shower rod. How <laughs> did that look at the shower rod? <laughs> it's the only place I've ever seen a curved shower rod is in a hotel. Why? Why is that a thing? Have you ever seen it in a house? I don't even know what you're referring to as a curved shower. Like, do you mean like the actual like shower, like where the water comes out, or the rod that holds the curtain? Oh, the wait, wait, what was it? The rod? You know, you know, shower, a shower curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a shower by, curtain. It's usually held by a rod. Yes, yes, yes. In hotels, frequently that rod is curved. Which way? Uh, in and out, not up and down. So it's curved outward. What? Why? I I have no idea. <laughs> Not that's a clue. How, that's how it's complicated. I know. Because then, like, can it expand? No, it's screwed in. It's not a compression, uh, a tension rod. Hmm. Okay, well, that's odd. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so, what a <laughs> that's what, I mean. what a, what a that's, thing to spot. Anyway, that that that's what gave away that it was a hotel. Of course. Thing. So the typical the bent rod. Yeah. Maybe 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 they're bent from overuse. Though that would make the sense. To... Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think. I mean, I think I use my shower just to mess a hotel shower. I don't think most people are using it in a day. Mm-hmm. In fact, probably used more than a hotel shower. Yeah, probably. Well, anyway, he. We also can tell it's well. Maybe this is not a giveaway that it's a hotel, but there there is a table that is just covered with water bottles. So. They are really pushing the water early in this episode. There are so many water bottles on the table. I don't, did you see it? No, I did not notice. Okay. It's, just, it's in the background. You, you have to actually kind of look for it. But so many water bottles on this table. And it's, it's like the hotel, you can buy this bottle of water for $17, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But And the TV goes nuts, which is going to be happening quite a lot in this episode. But Kevin being naked decides to look in the closet to see if there are any clothes for him and the on the closet there is a little placard that says know first who you are and then adorn yourself accordingly nice <laughs> i mean i think the meaning behind, i know the meaning well, behind it kind of interpret yeah. multiple ways sure absolutely absolutely it's it's a quote from epictius who is a greek philosopher oh. and yeah, and, and he's most famous for believing that we have no control over external events, but we are responsible for our own choices and actions. So it's kind of like... Well, what's considered an external event by him? Well, right, so pretty much anything that you are not directly part of. So he does not, so he does not believe in the butterfly effect. So, for example, Where does he? Kevin has no control over the fact that somebody knocks on his door. But he has a choice whether or not to answer it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it's kind of my understanding, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but my understanding is that he lie, falls somewhere in between, uh, you know, predestined, you know, fate and free will. 
Mm-hmm. Like your circumstances, you don't have any control over your circumstances, but you do have control and are responsible for the actions and choices you make. Okay, I see. All right. Okay. And the first choice that Kevin has to make is which set of clothing to wear. And he made the wrong choice, obviously. Did he, though? We obviously made the wrong choice. <clears throat> I also just realized I put down, because I wrote down what there was in there. I put yep. down cop uniform twice, but there, were, there was not two cop uniforms. No, there's just one cop uniform. No, I missed one. And specifically, Mapleton PD. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's his old <clears throat> uniform. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was one of them. What else was there? Uh, the GR. Yes. Uh, white, you know, go to thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a suit that he does end up picking, and then I don't know what the last one is because I did not write it down. It was uh some sort of religious robes, like a priest. Oh yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah. So, and by the way, he's he's going to see all three of these outfits that he didn't choose at different points in the episode. Huh. I'm I'm thinking back to I can obviously think of two. I remember the you know the priest or like holy outfit. Obviously yep. the GR. Yep. Where do you see the Mapleton police? Well, ah. it's, well you'll see. You'll see. But he does pick the suit, which is interesting because we know he actually was in the Mapleton Police Department. Yeah. But that is in the past. He hasn't been with them for a while. And I think he's got some bad memories. You know, he, he resigned that position. So you can kind of see why he wouldn't pick that one, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like he'd want to pick the guilty remnant. Although the fact that it's an option at all is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Because we have seen him at different times be very sympathetic with the guilty remnant. Yeah, yeah, more than others. Yeah, I remember this time. He was, Definitely uh, more than others. The the religious outfit. I I don't even know if Kevin has mentioned religion at all throughout all of this. <laughs> well, so maybe that, you know, bit of his own beliefs. Maybe, maybe. Actually, he doesn't ever actually. Yeah, you're right though. He's never really shown much. Why <laughs> religion ever? No, but the idea that he has to choose which outfit to wear, but it says know first who you are and then adorn yourself accordingly. This choice that he's about to make, it's, it's kind of like choose your own adventure because whichever mm-hmm. outfit he chooses is going to determine how he has to eliminate Patty. Oh! <laughs> really? Wait. I, I'll interpret it that way. Okay, I'll, I'll later I'll explain why I believe that, but I'm assuming this is a widely held belief in the. Well, yes, but I think there's evidence of it in the episode, so I. I, I oh I'll... yeah, certainly. <gasps> Wait, now I'm thinking. Not sorry, now I'm just thinking back to like, that priest in the. Yes. And the. Oh my God! Wait, I'm sorry. I'm like going through like all these thoughts no, in my mind. Fine. Let's let's go down that rabbit hole actually. So because this, I mean, oh my God! This is that is incredible. No, there's there's like the Hispanic people. I think they're speaking uh, Spanish yes. at least, and they're I I jotted them down as like they're another virtual Kevin combo. <laughs> Two and three. Oh, they, they and they very well might be. Yes, I think that's a great that's a great. Uh... Oh, is the cop outside during the fire alarm? 
No. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll tell, I'll, do you want me to tell you? Well, let's no, talk. No, no, no. Let's go back. Sorry. Now, 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 now I've gone all now. Now I'm just like, and I'm thinking now, now that you've given me this new information, my mind's racing with anything. Do you want to? Do you want to go down that path? And, yeah, sure. And, I'll go down okay. That path. So the priest on the elevator, like we see, Kevin gets on the elevator, and he's in tears. Yeah. The priest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Does not look like he belongs there. At least that's the impression I got. Oh, certainly. He, he, he looks very... He's, he's not like the happy-go-lucky people part of this. Right. The uh, cop uniform, we see that when Kevin is first brought uh, to... I, well, I, I think it's when he first is kind of abducted by the guilty remnant and brought into a back room for questioning uh-huh. on the with the lie detector. Yeah, and the... Okay. On his way know. in coming out of that room with a bag over his head is someone wearing a Mapleton. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They're getting, they're getting they're, They have their head covered in there. Yes. The other way. Yeah. Okay. And the reason that, Oh my, that makes no. Well, then my last question there is who's the person in the guilty remnant. Well, that's a, that's a tough one because we're, there were so many people in guilty remnant outfits that it could have been anybody. Uh, And it would be interesting to go back and, and watch. Uh, yeah, I want to watch it now at that point Looking of view. Specific that... For that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, sh- I should have looked for that. I don't know why I didn't. But here's why I am convinced that that's what it is. Because when he's in the hallway talking to Neil, when they're sharing a drink. Hmm? Do you know who I'm talking about, Neil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 bad, the bad dad. <laughs> yes, yes. He's, he says to him, half the people here don't remember their names. Mm-hmm. The other half are doing crazy stuff like international assassin. Yeah, when he said that, because I, I had thought the, um, like, I thought the two people speaking Spanish were like a combo. Right. And, and I think original Kevin were, so I was like, are there other people here that are also doing their mission? <laughs> I think you're probably Quest. right. I think that's exactly what's happening. So half the people don't remember their names because they've drunk the water. And they are now just part of the scenery here. And the other half are doing crazy stuff to vanquish demon, their inner demons and get back to... My only question is, why is someone wearing a Mapleton police outfit? Like... Uh, okay, I'm not actually convinced that it was Mapleton. It's really hard to read the badge. Right. It might not say Mapleton. Okay, okay. But it looks a lot like Kevin's outfit. Fair enough. Okay. So, knowing that, he is choosing the method by which he's going to eliminate Patty. And I, I, I have no idea how he would have done it in the other ways. That is that funny, though. Maybe, like, poison one, mm-hmm. lung cancer in the other. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what the cop would be. Yeah. Yeah. But he does choose the suit. And he chooses the suit, and almost immediately after he finishes putting it on, there's a knock on his door, and it's somebody dropping off flowers for Mr. Harvey, which is very close to Garvey. Yeah, I was like, uh, well, obviously this guy just missed, I love the corrector, like, that's Garvey. Harvey. (laughs) Yep. Yep. He goes to try to tip the guy, and he's got a wallet full of euros, not dollars. Mm-hmm. And the guy kind of sneaks into the bathroom and tries to kill him. Yeah. But 
he ends up killing the guy. <laughs> yeah, Kevin ends up besting him in this duel. Yes, exactly. And this is when is this when the the fire alarm goes off? I think uh, it, n- n- or it, no, it no, starts no. right as he goes to the elevator, or like okay. it starts and he looks at the elevator and is like, oh. yeah. And and this is where we get the theme song of the episode, which is a Verity piece, uh, which is Nabucco Hebrew Slaves Chorus. Okay, I, I don't th- necessarily think that means anything, but it's it keeps popping up in this episode, and it's it is the type of thing where, like, I, I'm not sure how you watch this stuff. I, so I I have a like a theater room in my basement, and it's got a really nice sound system, but my kids are sleeping upstairs. So I don't want to make it too loud. All right. <laughs> so I have the volume set where I want it for, for dialogue. And then this music just comes blasting it out of nowhere. And I like, scramble, <laughs> scramble to, go to lower it, you know, so it, it's, but it, it happens so many times and it, it'll, and it just jars you every time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really cool. I love it. What did you think of the 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 use of that song? I liked it. It sounded nice. I I mean, I I quickly became attached to it in the sense, you know, it started playing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> something's happening. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. So the fire alarm goes off. He gets to the elevator. The elevator's not working, and but on his way down the stairs, we can't really tell if he sees her, but we definitely see a girl standing at the edge of the pool. Did you yeah. see her at that yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the camera bird. Yeah. Yes. yes. Little girl at the edge of the pool, staring. Yep. Worryingly into it. <clears throat> yes. Yes. He gets down to the lobby. The fire alarm stops at this point, and there's a bird flying around the hotel lobby. And at this point, I want to call your attention back to Erica's birds in the mm-hmm. box. Yes. Right. Because the idea, you know, Erica's grandmother told her. You put a bird in a box, you bury it in Jardin for three days. You come back, uh, dig it up. If it's alive, you make a wish. So, so is this bird bait? Bait. So my my thought was like, okay, there's a bird. I know Erica likes birds. Okay, I'll, I'll noted. Bird. Yep. Okay. And then later, when the bird is killed, and there's a round of applause. The hero yep. at work, right? I was like, you know, I feel like they showed the bird. So you suspect, you know, maybe that's Kevin's way of doing it. Like he gets the bird, puts it in a box, waits three days, does a wish. Mm-hmm. A good debate. So. Okay. I, I, I guess really I, the way I kind of interpreted it is just like as a metaphor for Kevin was buried in the ground. Mm-hmm. Like you do with these birds. Uh-huh. So you bury the birds for three days. You know, Michael has buried Kevin. We don't know how long he's buried Kevin. And now in this place where Kevin is, there is also this bird. And we know that the two characters that have a bird attachment in this season, not Matt, don't jump out of your seat, (laughs) uh, are Erica and Virgil. Yeah. And Virgil is extremely attached to this particular bird. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this bird, I always thought of as Virgil's life. Oh, I see what you mean because he drank the water, also. Yes, he drank the water, and he's the one who killed the bird. Mm-hmm. So, 
So that's just representative to me. That's representative of his death was final. Like when he shot himself through the mouth, he died. You know, he went to this place, the same place that Kevin went. Yeah. Where time is, you know, we we should we shouldn't take the time literally between the no. two. Like Kevin spends one minute here, one minute. Yeah. But. Right. So uh, he was, goes. He's in the same place that Kevin is, but he drinks the water, which means he's staying. That's that's what the drinking the water so, yeah. means to represent. So. How much water do you have to drink for it to count? Because Kevin gets in water like a few times. Like he's he's in that bath to start, yep. swims in that pool to get that girl. Like, yep. surely he's got a little bit of water in his mouth, right? Surely. Yeah, I suppose maybe. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Maybe it's the type of thing where you have to willingly take a water and drink it. Pool yeah. water won't do the trick. It's got to be like <laughs> right. Well, the uh, the whiskey or whatever it was that Neil was drinking, that didn't do it either. You're right, yeah. That... So, so yeah. So, uh, but that's the way I've always interpreted the bird is that this is Virgil's bird, uh-huh. that representing Virgil's life, trapped in this hotel, and either he's going to get out and return to corporeal form, or he's going to be trapped there. And he drinks the water. He kills the bird. Virgil's there for good now. I do like the way we learned that Virgil drank the water. Oh, I know. Oh, I was thirsty. I was so thirsty. <laughs> oh. oh, I was so sad. It was. It was. Virgil, no. Speaking of Virgil, he is the concierge of the hotel. He is. Yeah, Kevin's <laughs> wondering, you know, who sent me those? I love how he has the reception. It's not like, yeah, yeah hey, someone tried to kill me. He's like, yeah, someone tried giving me flowers. Right. Let me give, give me that name real quick. Let me <laughs> let me do, let me handle this myself here. Let me let me. Yep. Well, it makes sense that Virgil is the concierge. And remember, last time I told you, Virgil in uh, the Divine Comedy is Dante's guide through the underworld. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Yes. He's like... Yeah. So here's Virgil. Here's our Virgil as the concierge of this underworld hotel, and. Uh, Pretends like he doesn't really know Kevin, but writes down, meet me in the parking lot in five minutes. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, oh, was... oh, and Virgil says, I hope they don't catch the bird. Right? You're right. Yeah, yeah he says that right, right after he writes down the parking lot. Thing. Yeah, you're right. Our parking lot. He's like, I hope they don't get that bird. Yeah, yep. I have it right here. And I go, hmm. Yeah, because that bird, I think, is symbolic of Virgil's own life. Certainly, yeah, that's so. That really does press it down, doesn't it? I I think so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that really does to me as well. That's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty. Good and it's possible that Kevin's making all this up, or it's this, possible. Is, this could be all in his head, definitely. Yeah. Yep. So Kevin uh, leaves the hotel lobby, and that girl who was at the pool's edge is now floating in the pool. He jumps in. Face down. I mean, notably, it appears he's drowning. Oh, yeah. Not just, like, chilling and floating. Kevin jumps yeah. in, like, how are you? Dare you? Yeah, she's not She's not on, like, a, an inflatable raft. She's she's floating face down in the pool, seemingly not moving, seemingly dead. Kevin jumps in, saves her. And I don't know if you noticed this. And this, to me, like, this episode, I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit. Like, by the end of this episode, I'm in tears. I, I'm crying at the end of this episode. And and this is the start of it. He saves her. 
he rescues her, revives her, and he kisses her on the forehead. I don't know if you noticed that. Really? Yeah. Kevin kisses this girl on the forehead. Right now, after the pool scene? Right. Just as, as soon as she is revived. Like, he, he you know, picks her up and, and holds her close to him and kisses her on the forehead. And that's when Neil comes running and yelling at them. Okay, okay. But I, I think... Stark contrast. <laughs> it, well, is it, though? Because here's the thing. I mean, he does kiss her again on the forehead and like kiss her on the forehead. Yeah. Just the ending parts of it doesn't end with him saving your life per se. But but... It's bookended. So here she is drowning. He doesn't know it's Patty, but she's drowning. Like his adversary is vanquished right there, and he revives her. All he had to do was not do anything. Literally, because I started trying to go drink some water. It would have been good to go. <laughs> and Pat and Patty's dead. Okay, but he revives her. He revives her, un, you know, unwittingly. He doesn't know it's Patty. Yeah. And when he does, he kisses her on the forehead. At the end of the episode, we are going to see him kiss her on the forehead again and then drown her. Yeah. A reverse. Yeah, the full cycle. It yeah. is reverse, but. I would argue that in both cases, at least the perception to Kevin, I think. He's doing the right thing. Is that he's doing the right thing, and it's a mercy in both cases. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's beautiful. Like I'm, now, cho- I'm choking up right now. <laughs> there's something. There's something I real. I really want to rewatch this episode now. It's just like, like now that I know that's Patty, right? I'm like, huh. Yep. The thing she says, right? I want to take that much more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's so. Oh my goodness! It's, it's beautiful. Uh, but this guy comes running and yelling at them. Says she can't swim, and th- th- we come to find out later that this is Neil. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just you know, takes her back into the hotel. I love this dad, by the way. I mean, terrible guy, which is. Oh, yeah. Every time he's on the screen, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, yeah he's, he chews up the scenery for sure. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. Really, I mean, seriously, this, this Neil character, who we've heard about Neil so many times throughout, yeah. at least you know, three or four times throughout the course of the series, but we've never seen him. And, he's, and he comes in, and this guy gives a, a spectacular performance for, for the you know, seven or eight minutes that he's in this episode. Certainly. Yeah, he's awesome. I'm not awesome. He's a total jerk, but awesome in the awesome in the the one way. He's captivating. All right, there you go. Here. So he goes into the into the parking lot. Now I don't know if you noticed this, but there's there are like no cars in this parking lot. Uh huh. I saw that. I was like, hmm. How, how do people get around? And now that I think about it too, how did Kevin drive with Patty at the end? Well, so Virgil was met him in this car which is a mercedes which oh yeah you're right okay it leads me to believe that this is kevin's international assassin car yeah but that's just my take on it but okay it, it was the same car i'm pretty sure okay, okay so this is where we first see the nurses speaking spanish in the parking lot mm-hmm. okay uh we're gonna see them again later they go quiet when kevin comes by the they do I'm like, oh, these these people, they're they're definitely another combo here. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because you think about it, when Kevin approached Virgil, Virgil did not want, you know, told him to keep his voice down, did not want to acknowledge they knew each other. Yeah. Which is, which is another curiosity to me, though, that was like, why so secretive, right? Oh, yeah. Also, why why does Virgil have a gig at this place? Why is he... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's another question too but i mean why is coming an international well, assassin he, i guess it's what he chose to wear i guess virtual had his choice exactly. and he chose to be the he chose to be the concierge so concierge so, how do you say that i i have not tried to say that once for a reason <laughs> <laughs> I think it's concierge his yeah. line of work yeah yeah <laughs> uh, virgil warns him not to drink the water he says you're an international assassin based on how he's dressed and his target is Patty, who is running for president. <laughs> Which is a spectacular thing to think about. I love when he tells him what, like, you know, what he's playing as this assassin. Like, you are known as Kevin Harvey. <laughs> yes. You checked in under this. this <laughs> Why did they do that? <laughs> well, no. Who's the guy who was? Uh... Shot JFK. Lee Harvey Oswald. Har- Harvey. Okay, so there was a Harvey. That's not much connection there, though. Nah. I mean, it's, ah, I guess it's a president killer. It's another president yeah. killer. Oh, okay. A Kennedy. Robert Kennedy was assassinated. He's not yeah. president elect. He yeah. was a president, but he was assassinated. He was possibly. He was running, right? He was running to become president. He was. Well, I, I don't know if it's a party nomination or if he was already nominated, but. I. Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember, but I do know he was running Robert Kennedy. Yes, for sure. But, but okay. So I, real tentative connection there. I don't really think there's much there, though. <laughs> so he's going to get access to Patty as part of a meet and greet because he donated $50,000 to her campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Virgil instructs him that they, he won't be allowed to bring any weapons in, but there will be a gun and the toilet tank. And he needs, which he, he says, oh, like the Godfather. Yeah, I know. And Virgil's like, thinks about it. Yeah, yeah exactly like the Godfather, which I love. I love that that is referenced here because it kind of plays to the idea that maybe this all is all in Kevin's head. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because he's like, like the Godfather. I, I mean, yeah. he likes the Godfather, but yeah. That's true, yeah. That does that does give credence that it's in his head in a sense, like yeah, a storyline co- coinciding with the storyline he's seen. Yes. Now the thing, the but just to counter that argument, uh, I think the bird gives some credence to the idea that this is actually happening because Kevin knows nothing about these birds. Uh huh. Like he didn't have that conversation with Erica. He doesn't know anything about the bear. The the bear. He knows that Virgil has birds, but he doesn't know why. Yeah. So, anyway, <clears throat> see, he also or Virgil also tells him that he needs to shoot her immediately because she will try to deceive him. Yes, a very big warning. Do not hesitate. Don't hesitate. Which basically to me was like, okay, so Kevin, this is going to be a decision Kevin's going to have to make, which is hesitate or not. Yep. So there's exactly. going to be some sort of like moral quandary that's going to come up. And it does. It does. I love it. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, uh, but Virgil tells him that once it's done, he will be delivered from this place. But then Kevin asked the question that I was hoping he would ask is, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because Kevin doesn't know that Virgil's dead. Yeah, yeah. In, in Kevin's eyes, it's like, if I, if, if I had to get, if I had to die to get here. Yeah. Oh, how are you? Are Which, you, aren't you the, the one reviving me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you do you put that in the this is real column? Yeah, so this whole thing, I think that this is all real. Okay. You think you think the whole episode is actually real? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love thinking about it that way, and I always err on that side. I always land on that, um, but I do like to think about how it would be. Uh, it could easily be perceived as not real. Uh, just I mean, I mean, I do. Listen, I love how crazy the series looks. If it's not real, oh yeah, like this is all in Kevin's head, and Virgil just shot himself. Like just be, like, <laughs> yeah, like this crazed guesser of like people. Yes. Just oh, yep, yep. But Virgil says he's here because he is atoning. You you know what atoning means? Yeah, to atone for sins. I saw you a lot, but yep, yeah. To like accept uh, a punishment for, or to like, I shouldn't say punishment, but that's normally used in like a negative way. You don't atone for something good, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you're you're making up for something. Yeah, you're you're, you're trying to make amends. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he also warns when they see, when they see the guilty remnant start pulling up in the in the parking lot. Virgil warns him not to let them see him, but Gladys does. Yeah, I was like, well, at first I was like, oh, glad I see him right now. I'm like, did she? Kind of walked away. Oh, I think she saw and him. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then later, I'm like, ah, oh, he probably, she probably did see him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, th- he gets back to his home, his own hotel room. The only clothes that are in there now are more suits. Well, I think it's just one other suit. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't have that choice anymore. He's made his choice, and he looks at the card that was attached to the flowers. That says "Get well soon," yeah. and it's a picture of a boy at a well throwing something in. Oh my! I don't remember the photos. <laughs> it is. It's not a photo. It's a. It's a, like a drawing. Yeah, yeah, that's a little yeah. kid drawing. Yeah, and it's blank inside. So all it says is "Get well soon." There's a boy at a well throwing something in. Ah. <laughs> did Patty send this to you think or is it just no well, uh, his dad sent or his it dad oh yeah you're right his dad's like did you get it yeah why did the guy try to kill him because he's an international assassin <laughs> <laughs> I like how confused Kevin is speaking to his dad I love that uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that but, uh... but I think that I doesn't he say to Virgil why did this guy try to kill me and he's like well it's a hazard of your job yeah it's a hazard of your international assassin yeah so I guess maybe, maybe yeah, he like got this package they knew was going to him and then he tried to let him get to assassin him but I, whatever right. I'm not gonna take too much into it so. right yeah see, that's, that's the only way to get in this episode of like you know what don't need to think about it because there's some crazy stuff here right like I just <laughs> Yeah, so many liberties. The, the the environment they've made for themselves going to this episode. Yep. Must be such like a freedom for the writers. Like they can just oh. they can do whatever they want almost. They've got like free reign. They're literally making him an international assassin. That's such that's such baloney. Why is he just an international assassin? Because you picked the suit. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the reason why? Okay, I'm mean, fine. <laughs> like that. Yep. Yes, indeed. But I, I'm sure it was very fun. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. Or maybe stressful. I don't know which way you go with that, but. I bet they had fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, he's the TV starts to go crazy again. And then suddenly his father is on the TV with like, I mean, who's he with? Is it, I, it's hard to tell. Cause I just want, I, I don't even think I saw him really. I just heard him say like some profanity and say yeah. fire or something. Right. Yeah. So and I don't think Kevin even realized it was his father yet. Cause he didn't, he didn't say it or anything, but maybe he just was aware of it in his mind. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But we know that, like, he, we, we know that it's his father. Oh, yeah, we know, because in the next time, yeah. Yeah, the fire alarm's going off, too. But he's talking, like, there's a fire in this room on the TV screen with his father. Yeah, so I I didn't, like I said, I didn't really, I couldn't make out that TV screen. The next time, though, when there's a fire in his room, and the fire alarm's going off in Kevin's room, I'm like, huh. Every time there's the fire alarm goes off, the TV's shaking, and, you know, Senior talks about how they're in the same room in Perth. Yes. And I'm like, huh. So the fire alarm's going off probably due to Senior's fire. Yes. What's the... Why? Hmm. How are these... Like, well... If, He's if also, you believe it's real. Yeah, I forgot that this, this is not that time, right? Yeah, this, it's not, this is not the time. Yeah, okay, yeah, all this right. This is not yeah. the time. This next time, yeah. Right. Still, but we can still talk about it. I don't care. That's fine by me. But, so, but yeah, so... He says that he's he's uh, high on God's tongue, yeah. like so he's doing some kind of drugs uh, that apparently kind of put him in the same place as Kevin, but it's the same room nonetheless. And he's he's got you know we know he's he says he's in Perth, Perth is in Australia, uh, so I'm assuming that these people behind him are Aborigines. Oh, okay, Aboriginal people. I wanted to know why he has euros because I don't think euros is. You're the currency oh. in Australia? I don't believe so. No, because he's an international assassin. Oh, okay. That, that was a little creative, because like, when they first showed the Euro, I was like, huh. Uh, you know, if you made me guess where he was, I was just going to say Australia. <laughs> because like, the hype of Australia, but then I remember, wait, Mr. Sal said that's season three. No. Yes. So, somewhere in Europe. Mm. But then he said Perth, I'm like, but wait, it's Euros. Yep. Euros don't work in Perth. <laughs> Nope. The garbage, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's an exchange. Might as, well, might as well throw them away. If you guys are in Australia and have euros, send them my way. If you have euros in general, but not in Europe, the garbage. So yeah, send them to us. Send them to us. Yeah. Anyway. Good idea. Give so, no mailing address, but you're fine. I'm not going to give a mailing address. Are you? I'll give them your mailing address. No. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I won't give a mailing address. My social security number is one thing, but my mailing address, come on. Yeah, that, that's a line that's too far across. Yeah, I understand. But anyway, the fire alarm is going off again. Uh, and the girl that he saved from the pool and the guy who took her back in the hotel are refusing to evacuate. Nice, I love the guy took the false, false alarm and Kevin's like, well, what if it's not? Well, then we'll burn. So this is our yeah. first indication, I think, that Neil knows what's going on here. Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. Like, at the time, I was like, huh, he really does not care. But I was like, this is the second fire alarm. So, like, why is the fire alarm going off over and over? Is that TV? Like, what? What's the... He said fire on the TV. 
but where's the fire or like what's causing this a lot of questions going through my head but after the fact yeah i was like okay neil's just neil's being a bit of a jerk yep so we know neil and patty didn't have the best relationship but um i i give him a bit of leeway on being a jerk here a bit just because he's stuck in this place yes where he feels like he's like the only normal person yes so he's just you know, and he talks about like, how he choked on food, and I was here, and it's like, so on and so forth. So I'm like, you know, maybe he's not really this much of a jerk in real life, but, you know, he's just, he just doesn't care about where he is now. He's like, whatever. A fire <laughs> alarm goes off, like, every few minutes, you know, just yeah. doing things. There's assassins and <laughs> malarkey. Yeah, I guess he can probably be forgiven for being a bit curmudgeonly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, like I said, I don't know, but he might, you know still be a jerk and i'm i'm sure he's still yeah i'm sure he is too based on <laughs> patty's uh, remembrance of him but anyway so uh, that means i do i do have a grain of salt to being a jerk though with him he's some allowance i'm like yeah with uh, hindsight. certainly gets some allowance on being annoyed or grouchy or whatever but not allowance on the way he treats patty no so and now they're they're outside uh, Kevin evacuates the hotel with the rest of the guests except for Neil and Patty. Uh, and they're outside, and we see again the Spanish speaking nurse, and she's frantically trying to get into the hotel with a cooler. Yeah. Did you happen to look up what she says? No. Yeah, it's it's something about a human heart. Like there's a human heart inside the cooler, and she needs to get it in, otherwise, somebody's going to die. Hmm. There's a really human heart in there. I mean, if, if your theory is true, which I believe that it is, you know, she's on her own mission, and that must involve getting a human heart to somebody. Well, like I said, I don't know if all their missions end in. So my assumption was all their missions ended with them killing a target. Ah. But maybe, but maybe. Maybe it is like more wholesome, like they have a quest and not everyone yeah. is straight murder like Kevin's is. So I think that if I think that Kevin's situation is what it is because he has Patty attached to him and he's chosen to come here to do battle with her. Yeah. I think that and, and I think that we're gonna see in a minute evidence for this that really these are near death experiences. Mm-hmm. and people uh, can choose to do their quest and return to life or drink the water and stay dead. Okay. So and the reason that I say that is because here comes a guy with balloons for Mary Jameson. Yes. And she is there. Yes, I, yes. So to me, that's kind of reinforcement for my theory that these are people who are kind of somewhere in between life and death maybe it's a coma maybe it's a some other near-death experience but they are in between worlds i i I, all i want to say on that mary thing was i was that that might be my biggest this isn't even like a i mean besides the whole now they've created themselves an ecosystem that they can do whatever they want which is cool but also i'm like huh how dare you you've kind of 
This isn't. These aren't supposed to be the rules of the game, okay? <laughs> but, <Darn it. laughs> they've they've bent the rules, but it's yeah. fine. They did a good job with it. But when they show, they don't even show Mary's face technically. You just kind of see the back of her head as she accepts the flowers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping we'd see more Mary. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, wait, Mary. Well, I think we would have. I mean, Kevin, I think intended. Yeah, I know he did definitely tend to go like talk to Mary, but then yeah, all those other shenanigans happened. There's a gun to his head. Yeah, <laughs> I say shenanigans. Yeah, gun to his head, and then kidnapped. <laughs> yes, but... by, by these guilty remnant people, uh, they handcuff him to well, a chair. Here, well, before before we get to that, wait, actually, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, they drag him into an elevator. He puts up a fight for a while, but you know, he there are too many of them, and they subdue him. Uh, and they, uh, I guess this isn't when he sees the cop with the, the hood, is it? I'm trying to, he definitely sees it either when he's going there. Uh, I kind of wrote it down here. Yeah. Good luck. Wait. No, it's later. Okay. When, When later could it possibly be? Oh, I, it's it's when he go when they come to collect him to go actually see Patty. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Odd. Anyway. Yes, but anyway, uh, they they handcuff him to a chair, which is a little like Nora handcuffing him to a bed. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It's it's using handcuffs. It's like him as a cop handcuffing his perps, like. But they could have used zip ties or duct tape or whatever. I mean, oh, that's they, true, but handcuffs work better. They, they specifically use handcuffs, and I think that is intentional. And they, they I mean, they, there's even a close up shot of the handcuffs. That's true. Okay. So I, I do think it's intentionally used, but, but Gladys is there and she's there to vet him. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen this operandus or this mode method, I should say, of torture. Oh, the Windex in the eyes? Yeah. Is, it, is this something that like I just haven't heard of? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it's been used. Very How... efficient way of torture. Inefficient? No, efficient. Very, very oh, I, torture on the budget. Torture on the budget. Yeah, man. This is this in is low effort. This this would definitely work. Yeah, like because like I know I'm not gonna get into like torture methods. No, <laughs> but like, no. you know, prying someone's like fingernails off, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's not maybe it was just like a plier. Right or like whatever you like, dig something under their fingernail, but it takes effort on your part too. You've got to you know you've got to do the work. Right, Windex in the eyes is just go poop, poop, poop right? Not, not... Super easy. <laughs> yeah, very easy method of torture. So mm-hmm. this is this is a torture you can use at home. Somebody's got to fill Saeed on in on this. Yeah, somebody's got to tell Saeed, hey, well, <laughs> we know you're on an island. I'm sure you can find a substitute. Yeah, get some Windex. Good to get go. Some, oh, some seawater, ocean water. That probably work. Yeah. That would do it. I don't know if they have a spray bottle, but whatever. Yeah, you just put it in their eyes, just pour it on. That, like, you, you, could, you can throw crap in it. I'm sure you can make it worse. Absolutely. So, anyway. But they hook- oh, I'm in that. Ooh. <laughs> they hook him up to a lie detector, and <laughs> he, he gets the first question wrong. What's your yeah, name? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was hoping, because this, this is based on my understanding of, like, um polygram testing right since it just kind of tracks yeah yeah sorry uh it checks like you know your breathing some other like signs on your body and to see you know when it spikes or whatnot so when they start they ask you questions that they know 
are the truth, or at least they believe the truth. I've always wondered, like, if I had to go take, you know, a lie detector test, like, okay, what if I go in there, but I lie on all my, like, truth questions? Like, like how old are you? I lie, right? What's your name? Yeah. I lie, right? And if I, if I do that, will that change the base of it such that way, as long as they lie for every other question from there on out, or at least, like, like mm-hmm. will, they, will they just think I'm stuck the truth the whole time? So I think that I don't think that would work because they know the answers to those questions as well. So like they know that you're lying and I think that would be a giveaway that you're trying to cheat the polygraph. (laughs) What I think, what I think would work does work is if you can get yourself into a panic state right from the beginning. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I think would work. Well, there, there are ways I feel like I could lie about for example, I'm saying like, you know, what do people call you, Kurt? If I said like, something they would notice like, Kurt, right? I'd say really quick. I'm like, I knew I just lied, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I like I got away with it. Oh, but the, the age that'll be really, on my birthday. Yeah, you're right. Some of this is gonna yeah. be rough. Some of this so is gonna I, be rough. I think the best strategy there is get yourself into a panic state. I know some people like will take drugs or get drunk before polygraph. I'd like mess with that. I wouldn't trust that. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't trust that either. But maybe it was the same, but the same, the same thought process. I feel like though, like you know, no, no, yeah, it just, it just mass destruction. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. now that we're on how to try to cheat a polygraph or whatever. Let's yeah, he's not even trying to cheat. He's just screwing up. Like he says, well, he says the name that he thinks that they want him to say. Which is Kevin Harvey, but that's that gives him away as a liar, and he gets windexed in the eyes. And how nonchalant that's a windex in the eyes! It's like, oh, well, like I, they don't give him a warning the first time. Like you know, every every bad guy movie or torture yeah. scene in a movie is like first one's on the house. First one's just just a threat of torture. Yep, I feel like normally like no, they don't do anything. They just threaten to torture. Like, hey, come on, we'll let that one slide. Everyone gets one. We believe in second chances here. Yeah, you get one code. Next time we torture you, but no, they should. yeah, they, they just jump right to it. I guess when your torture method is as simple and streamlined as this is, really, it is such a great torture method. Like I'm telling people at home, like this is, this is a, this is a wondrous torture method. <laughs> you it's... are making me nervous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just ah, uh, yeah, dangerously yeah. easy. Absolutely. Uh, but we find out that he has donated $50,000 to Patty's campaign and they want to know why does he want or what does he want in return for his $50,000 and what he says is not a lie he says I want to be in the same room as her I know like see that, that's another thing I wondered about a polygraph how yep. how much can I bend the truth and then not come up as a lie right you know what I mean yep yeah. exactly exactly and you think he thinks we think that he's off the hook now he's made it through but they but Gladys asks him why he smokes and because of it he says because I'm addicted to nicotine <laughs> that's a lie detector so he he changes it to to remember that the world ended now this is this is fascinating it is this is a real insight to Kevin I yeah. would never have thought of yeah so maybe there is 
more sympathy to the guilty remnant there than we ever thought before. Yeah, he smokes to remember. That's his. Ooh, boy. Like I don't really know what much else to say on that, but yeah, smokes to remember. Maybe he used to be addicted yeah. to the nicotine, but now. Yeah, I, I mean, certainly, I, I think he was. He wasn't remembering the world ended before the world ended. But at least on a subconscious level, he knows that he smokes to remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, it's, it's not purposeful. even that he smokes to remember. It's that he knows it because he knows it was a lie to say that he was addicted to nicotine. Mm. Maybe that's why the guilty remnant outfit was in his closet. That is true. I do wonder what his quest would have been in that case. Oh, I I, I like to think about this all the time. <laughs> Protect all Madam the, Patty. Yeah, well, all of the other quests would have been. Oh, man. But, and Gladys, one more lie, because Gladys says, are you thirsty? I know. <laughs> he says no. That's lie. They let him get away with that one. Though. I know, when the lie went off, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna force wider down his gullet. <laughs> or they're gonna like spray him with more Windex, but no, they're just like whatever. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Gladys is a water pusher in this episode, by the way. Oh yeah, I know. She's not really she's getting paid by big water, I'm telling you. A big water. <laughs> yes, exactly. Someone gave her a, a generous donation, yeah. So then uh, Kevin's back in his room. The TV goes off again. And this is the second scene that we get with Senior in Perth. Uh, they're with Aboriginal people behind him. There's a fire in the room. It's the same room. He's high in God's tongue. And the new information that we haven't already talked about is that he sent the flowers. And he thought the card said, get to the well, not get well. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Kevin that he has to take Patty to the well. Yeah. We'll take her to the well. Oh, right. Yes. You have versus to Patty. Well. Yep. He doesn't. You're right. So. I look. I think. I, I like this confused conversation because they do have a bit of a back and forth. Yep. The father arm's going off. It's really, you know, it's really chaotic. And Kevin brings up, like, oh, I'm an assassin or something. So he's like, you're not an assassin, right? Yeah, or, he says, I, I thought I had to, I had to assassinate her. Yeah. He's like, no, you're not, you're not gonna assassinate her. You gotta bring her to the well. And then I love how it also ends with Senior saying, "I love you," right? And then Kevin's just kind of like, "No, Dad, I, I love you too, Dad." Huh. <laughs> exactly. It's such, such a confused like. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I love that much more than like the the typical you know cliche like I love you dad oh I love you too son or I love you son I love you too dad no it's just I love you too <laughs> yeah he's just so super confused by the whole thing yeah yeah uh, the the fire alarm's going off again because senior's got the fire in this room and he keeps telling them like to like Don't back up the fire out. yeah I'm you I'm talking. <laughs> Someone here. Still talking. I got more to say. <laughs> this is so chaotic. I know. I know. But anyway, the the uh, guilty remnant do come to get him now, and they bring him to where Patty is, and this is where he passes the ma the man in the police officer uniform. Oh yes, with the with his head covered in, in this hood, and and we're left to wonder what his quest is. 
<laughs> Do you think? I'm, I'm actually. I'm guessing they've. I mean, now that this show's over, do you think Lindelof, yeah, clever, say what the other quests were? Uh, I'm gonna hold off on answering that question. <gasps> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've really excited me now. <laughs> well, don't get, I mean, don't get too excited. But <laughs> no, it's too late. <laughs> So I, I think you're going to get some information about that, but not all of the information. That you I'll have. take anything. Okay, good. I'm a desperate, man. Okay. But I'm not saying anything yet. Okay, that's fine. All right, so... So excited to go on. <laughs> so uh, they they get to this pre-screening room where this guy is going to frisk him, and he says, make like Jesus. Now... I, I love that. Yeah, I was confused to him. Like, what do you mean make like Jesus? Then he, you know... Makes a cross. Ah. Now, every, everything that this guy says is a callback to some, or, or a, maybe a foreshadowing of something. Foreshadowing or callback of something. Huh. So this guy says, make like Jesus. Uh, okay. Kevin comes back from the dead. Kevin comes of. back from the dead. Yeah. Okay. He also says, when he asked him about his hand, he said, did you put Neosporin on it? Do you remember... Amy saying that to him. When yeah, he went, when they, yeah, with his dog bite. Yeah, did you put Neosporin on it like I told you to? And the, the other thing that he says when he frisks his legs, he gets a little high up the leg and he says, congratulations. Wait, wait. wait. Okay, so the one of the most uh, memefied things from The Leftovers uh-huh. is Kevin jogging. Okay. Oh, is it <laughs> because his his pants are are a little form fitting, <laughs> and they show a a, a pretty uh, a congratulatory they, thing to he, show. He's yeah. well endowed <laughs> if if pants are to believe be believed. Okay. So, so 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 they wow! I love the show for that. They they, <laughs> they yep. all of our. <laughs> Yep. And and they, you know, he apparently became a little bit internet famous for that in season one. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, it was pretty heavily memefied. So that's good. That's quality. I, I really like they reached, they, they broke the fourth wall there. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Being a breaking wall, so there's a lot of breaking of walls in terms of like that's probably the fourth wall. I don't know what what dimension walls you want to go with there. Fourth walls for us, I'd say. Third wall is just past this like maybe I don't know which wall is broken when you get out of this like environment he's in, but we soon we'll see like Holy Wayne for a second. I know. Exactly, yes. So uh he's not allowed to ask her about North Korea, gun control, abortion, or Neil. Yes. I like how he paused too. He's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he's just like ah. Yep. You're so confused what's going on. Yep. And Gladys informs him of all this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Water under the bridge. Water. Water. She asked the water again. <laughs> because big water is paying her. So <laughs> exactly. High premium. Exactly. But he says, no, actually, I can use the bathroom. And he goes in the bathroom, and there's our boy, Holy Wayne. He can have some privacy. Uh, on the toilet, can have some privacy. Exactly. You say it that way? I think so. I'm pretty sure you said privacy. No, no. Do you say it that way? No, I don't say it that way. Of course, because we're speaking English correctly. I'm, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Sorry to give it no, there's a Too Americanized to say yeah. privacy. Yeah. America, or privacy. There you go. 
it took me a while to remember how to say it. Yeah. But, but it's oh. interesting because well, go ahead. Oh yeah, so I immediately thought of like, oh, holy weight on the toilet again. Oh, first yeah. of all, I was ex- I was so excited to see holy weight. I was like, holy weight, <laughs> hey, right? And yeah. then I was so excited to see holy weight, and then and he's uh, he's fantastic. He's on the yeah, he's on the toilet. It's like, oh, that's such a great homage, right? He's on the toilet. But yeah. Holy Way does, like, a step better than that. <laughs> yes! Yes, I feel like I was sitting on the toilet. Like, do I know you? Have we met? I feel like I was sitting on the toilet last time I met you. When he said that, I was like, oh, my God. Is, does Holy Way know? Like, is this... And he might. He might yeah. know. Try to tell. Right. So, like... How savvy is he? Like, where is he on the spectrum of he's trying to complete a quest to get back to life, having drunk the water? Well, we see him drink the water. Like, You're right. Yeah. So we know that he drank the water, um, but he somehow still has some of his memories. Apparently, now maybe it's because he was so near to death when he generated that memory, or maybe maybe just like the aura of Holy Wayne. That yeah, could be too. But Kevin is the last person that he saw when he was alive. That's true, yeah. Yeah. But, and he says, the mind. Yeah. <laughs> you, you cannot trust the mind, for it will play tricks on you. And we all know what tricks are for. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Kid, kids, whatever. Anyway, uh, Patty. Oh. He's about to go back in the bathroom. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, I remember he chalks it up to like deja vu. Goes on his mind tangent, and yep. then oh, when Kevin tries to walk off from Holy yeah. Wayne, and Holy Wayne stops him, like, oh no! Holy Wayne remembers. I was like, oh no! Yes, that, that's the intention, of course. Oh, oh yeah, total bait. Yep. It's not that he remembers; it's that he's getting a message in his ear that Patty is arriving, <laughs> and she arrives. She seems to. Uh, she seems not to know Kevin, mm-hmm. but I love this. Gladys offers her water again, of course, and she says, "I never touch the stuff." Yeah, yeah, she never touches the water. Now, if Patty is dead, but attached to Kevin, this makes a lot of sense that she's been in this place and refuses to drink the water. And that's why she's still with Kevin. Yes. Hmm? I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. The thing is, though, we come to find out, though, this doesn't seem to be Patty. Well, you're right. But we don't know that at the time. That's true. true. Yeah. And because the real Patty could have told her, hey. Yes. This is me. This is everything. Yep. So... Uh, and this this conversation is enthralling as every conversation between Kevin and Patty is. It's just you hang on every word. And she asks him why someone would want to assassinate her, and she says, "Because I stick to you," which is quite literally. I, I was like, "Whoa, Patty! <laughs> yeah, calm it down." <laughs> yeah, we're playing the game here. Okay, you're the president. I'm the assassin. Let's not, you know. So yes, but she even references. Oh so, uh, yeah, uh, assassination. Yeah. Da- like, yeah, she's talking to him about himself. Yeah, Assassin- assassins are motivated by beliefs. The target embodies the belief they secretly share with the target. Mm-hmm. And she says that she- they'd rather put a bullet in my head than accept my truth. And Kevin tells her what her truth is, 
They destroy you want, families. You want to destroy families. And <laughs> she loves it. She just laps it up like a cat laps up whole milk. It's, <laughs> she loves it. It gets our message across perfectly. Yeah. And tells like the baby story. Yes, yeah, the, the story about the kid, uh, the guy who gave her his baby. And uh, and she gives it up for adoption, and she says it's going to be it's going to have a difficulty attaching to people, giving and accepting love, but that's no longer a difficulty. It's a strength. It's a survival mechanism. On October fourteenth, attachment and love became extinct. It became abundantly clear that you could love that you could lose anyone at any time, which is. I I love this so much because it makes me understand the guilty remnant so much more. Uh, yeah, I can understand what you mean by that. You know, the the idea that they've abandoned the they've abandoned the concepts of love and attachment. And so they go out on the on their own and try to try to remind others that at any point you could lose anyone you love at any time. But I will say this, that is now and has always been the case. At any uh, time. Yeah, that is, that is true. I guess the only difference being is you know what happened to them. Yes. Normally. That's... It's some vague idea. Mm-hmm. But that, but really that is, that's what the show's about. It, it, it's mm-hmm. about loss and grieving and they're, you know, they use the the departure as a metaphor for it, but I, I mean, it's really about just loss and grieving in general, and this this concept that you shouldn't love or become attached to anything because you could lose it at any time uh, is, I mean, it's it's really folly. I mean, should the fact that we can lose people prevent us from loving them and becoming attached to them? No, obviously not. No, obviously <laughs> no. not exactly. So I, I love that that they use this excuse, and, and it, it's she says it with such confidence, but it immediately pokes a hole, a huge hole, in the entire concept of the guilty remnant. The, the the only difference I'll give here, though, is it's it's like other world world worldly, eh. mm-hmm. like someone. Most times when someone dies, you know how they die. And there are, like, you know, a very small amount of cases where someone disappears and you never hear from them again. Just mm-hmm. kind of have to presume. And there's never, like, true closure in that case. Mm-hmm. That's fair, it's fair but, point. But this this is even more special in the case that so many people just disappeared. No mm-hmm. one knows why. And, like, what's to say they don't come back? Like, there's nothing, like... We don't even know how they disappeared. Like, right. and I, so I think... I do think it's, you know, much bigger question marks than a standard death. But I still, I still I still agree with the concept of like, yeah, you can still love people and care for them. Right. They could disappear at any given time. Right, exactly. And and I think that's I think that is the that is the flaw in the Gothic remnant and probably why it appeals to so many people and the uh, everybody else is re- pulsed by it and there's very there's really not any neutral ground where the guilty remnant is concerned but she asks how he found out about the guilty remnant and he says that his his wife left him to join 
And so oh, that must have been painful. Well, no more, more, no more painful than when Neil left you. Exactly. I was like, oh no, he's, he's so, oh no, why did you do that? And then, oh, then Gladys is like, oh, that's it, you're done. Yep. Daddy, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, Patty doesn't mind. Just kill him. <laughs> wait, wait, kill. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, she, ready for it. Yeah, Wayne like pulls the gun. She's like, "No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Lighten up. I don't care about Neil." So, <laughs> but now at this point, Kevin is able to get into the bathroom and get the gun, and he comes out comes out of the bathroom, shoots Wayne immediately, shoots Gladys immediately, but Patty makes him pause and tells him that she's not Patty. She's a hired double from massachusetts she even falls into a massachusetts accent she says that you know she's she looks a lot she looked a lot like patty but then she had plastic surgery to look even more like her and she pleads for her life and he shoots her anyway i know well here at this point i was like oh no kevin don't hesitate kevin you're hesitating right absolutely you think i mean virgil warned him about exactly this but uh, <laughs> she wasn't lying. <laughs> because, Does that appear she was lying? Yeah. Because nothing happens. So I want I want to go back to the bathroom. Right when he's like prepping the gun. Yep. Really quickly. Oh, I don't know why. But there's something about him when he cocks the gun and coughs. Yeah. Loved that so much. I was like, oh, oh yeah. That's ingenuity. I don't know if I've seen that in like other like there's happened to like other films and stuff or whatever. But that's the first time I can remember seeing that. Oh yeah. He goes in, he turns the water faucet on yeah. immediately. That's Just, that's not that sneaky. Look no, no, but the coughing as he cocks it, yeah, it's beautiful. Love it. That's, that's a nice detail. I really like that. Yep. Uh, in terms of... So at this point, I was wondering, like, what are the consequences of killing these people? Oh, yeah. Wherever he is. Like, are yeah. there consequences? Like, has he... What has he done? <laughs> like, do they yeah. come back? Do they not? I don't know. It's a great what's, question. What's, what's going on now? And there's when when he gets to Miracle or Jardin, a bit more. Bet on that. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah, and the, just the idea that um, you know he's he's there to kill Patty too, like yeah. it, it's a, I I think kind of gets you unstuck from this place. Mm-hmm. But there, I I always thought of this place as kind of the world between worlds. It's it's like like purgatory kind of. Like, are you, you're not, you're not like in the afterlife, you're kind of in a, a holding pattern, a waiting area almost. But anyway, he goes back to the lobby and he's like frantically trying to get Virgil to tell him why he's still here. You know, he's, he did what he's supposed to do and he's still there. So what's going on? But Virgil seems legitimately clueless this time. And kills the bird. The Vir- yeah. The Virgil bird. Yeah, oh yeah, the Virgil bird. Virgil kills Virgil. Yep. Yep. And that's when Kevin realizes that he drank the water and your, uh, fa- your favorite line. I was so thirsty. I was, uh, dude, I was so sad. And, like, oh, when Kevin asked him, and he just goes, like, when he said that, it made me feel like a bit of the real Virgil came out. I was like, I was so. I was so thirsty. Like, I, that was it. Oh. 
Yeah, it is. It's it's really sad, you know. But he's he's gone, and, and then from there on out, I'm like, okay, well now now he's just part of the scenery, y'all. Yeah, it's and and Kevin realizes it too. I think at this point, Kevin realizes that Virgil's gone, and and yeah. he needs he's on his own, and all he has now to go by is the fact that his father said, "You got to bring her to the well." Throw him in the well. Don't drink the water. Yeah, gotta find Abby. But he gets on the elevator. This is where he sees the crying priest. Um, and he notices that his hand is completely healed. Now, this, I'm not sure what this is supposed to mean. I, I said he's like, uh, what's that, the healing factor? I said, like Wolverine. <laughs> he's healed very <laughs> quickly. And did you ever see that Logan movie? Yeah, I have. You have? Yeah. I thought you don't like superhero movies. Or I don't like Marvel? superhero movies. Uh, for some reason, I, I do like X-Men and Batman movies. Okay, well, you know, uh, I guess Batman's like, Kind of like lesser. I mean, he doesn't really have super powers. He's just super rich. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> in great shape. He's a vigilante. He's not a superhero. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he takes a lot in his own hands. That's that's definitely true. X Men yeah. though, uh, I, don't know. I the only only X Men movie I've ever seen, or in like Wolverine movie I've ever seen is Logan. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've never seen any of the other X Men movies or anything. I know like. Kind of bits and bobs like growing up, like I kind of know Professor X. Okay. I know the whole like joke of why doesn't Professor X just why is he in the wheelchair if he can use like Talbot? Like why doesn't he control his legs? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like X Men. Uh, I like it because of the um, discrimination factor. Oh, like, I, yeah, so I'm familiar with that. Yeah, like the metaphor for so. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't know why his hand is healed here. I really don't actually. This is one. Oh of the- yeah, wait. I just, I just forgot. Sorry. I just, before before going about the healing factor, Rob Logan should say that's the movie recommendation podcast. Oh, there you so, go. Logan, okay. Great movie. Would recommend. Okay. Uh, and I, I it's I, I'll go ahead and recommend any Batman movie directed and written by Christopher Nolan. So do you agree <laughs> with the Logan recommendation? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Logan actually. Really? Yeah, that's, that's how I was feeling about it. The way you were like, yeah, oh, okay. Uh, you know uh, that. Now I will say it's been a while since I've seen. I did see it when it just came out, so I was. I mean, there, it's been a while now. For so me, the percentage of my life has gone by, but. So there's one X Men movie. Where. They the, it gets timey wimey, and then the whole franchise gets timey wimey, uh, where they. Did we have we talked about Timey Wimey on the leftovers? I know no, we talked about in Lost, never in the leftovers. Yeah. So uh, Timey Wimey is just like bad use of time travel. Yeah. Long story short, me and Mr. Style both not like most of the time dislike time travel and most sorts of media because it's hard to do correctly. Yep. Some some points that have done it correctly, a Prison of Azkaban, yes, the Harry Potter series, they do it correctly. Not the cursed child. They do that incorrectly. No, 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 no. Awful. Uh, Back to the Future. They do it incorrectly. Still a great movie. Still a good movie. I'll give it that. Yeah. I, I do enjoy like the first yeah, one but, and stuff. But, but. but it's definitely incorrect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, but at some point in the X-Men franchise, and I don't remember, D- Days of Future Past or something maybe it's called. I can't remember. But it, it it's very timey-wimey. And they have characters from the past interacting with characters from the future. And it's extremely confusing i think and then from that point forward you really can't tell in the whole franchise whether you're in present day you're in the past like it's it's really i i find it very frustrating I so see. so up to that point i love x-men days of future past i was right 
which is which is the two, 2014. Um, I have a lot of trouble with it after that. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I mean, I like yeah. Don't like time travel. Makes a lot of plot holes. Normally, it's hard to do it without having any plot holes. No, Logan. Uh, Logan, like, though. Yeah, I never knew about whole, that stuff. That Logan is its own thing, but it's still intertwined with all the stuff that's going on with past and future at the same time x-men and i i kind of turned i got kind of got turned off to x-men wait so is there time travel in logan though no there's not exactly but but it's part of that universe where that now yeah exists. So, yes, I see like, what so which timeline are we in here like, i see okay yeah well, see, i i had no clue on that i mean until now this is the first time i've ever heard that like <laughs> there's timey wimey yeah. stuff so so yeah, when I watched it, I just really liked it as a, you know, the, just a, just an old superhero kind of, you know. Yeah. What is the superhero yeah. past their prime? I think this, I think that's the only one in the X-Men series that's rated R as well. Might be, I think you're right, yeah. Um, but, no, but, uh, so my movie recommendations for the, for the pod today are uh, any of the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, so. Uh, Logan for me. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So don't watch any of the X Men movies. Onward. Right. We still haven't figured out why Kevin's hand is healed, and I yeah. don't know if we're going to. I, I I'm not sure. But I guess it, maybe this is just to prove in case people weren't in belief that he was in some other place. Like oh, he's not in the real world anymore. No. Because that, that that's kind of like the first. I'm trying to think of anything. Because technically, okay, this is the this is the biggest technically oh. in the world, right? All these people could have gathered around, right? This could have been one elaborate ruse from the beginning. Like, Holy Wayne didn't really die. Right? That was fake. That The police, that's orchestrated. All this orchestra, glass anti orchestra. Everything's orchestrated. But the one thing that'd be nearly impossible to orchestrate would be pretending to wound Kevin. He feels the wound, and then it's healed when he looks back at it. Right? Right. So I guess that's like, that's like, and I, listen, I think there's a lot of definitive proof that this is not in real life, like the real world, but this yeah. is like hard line definitive proof. Like the, no matter the conspiracy, unless you've made like a healing agent, yeah, right, yeah, my hand could have healed this quickly. That, that's all. That's all. That, that's there. a that's a good point. I like that. Let's go with that. <laughs> so Kevin gets back to his room and he can't get into his room, so he ends up hanging out with Anil in the hallway. Yeah. Neil offers him uh whatever this drink is whiskey, I guess. And he drinks it, which I was nervous seeing him drink it because I was like, that's mostly water. I didn't think about that at all. But but apparently because it's, you know, liquored liquor down. Yeah, like like so can you drink salt water? Like can I if I take water and I put like Kool-Aid in it, like is that good to drink now? Right. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't do anything to him. He drinks yeah. it, seems okay. Uh and he he spills everything to this guy. He, uh, it's it's like I'm an international assassin, uh, it, and the guy says he's jealous because that means he has no wife, no kids, no responsibilities. And, and Kevin asks, "What do you do?" And Neil actually reveals, if we weren't sure before, that this is all the afterlife. He says I'm dead. I don't do anything. I choked on a piece of chicken, which we we knew that Neil was alive at, toward the end of season one, yeah. right? Because Patty dropped off the doggy bag on his porch, 
But since then, apparently, he has choked on a piece of chicken and died. That is the this is the way. I don't know. Now, <laughs> unfortunate. The and we were left to wonder: Does Kevin know this? That is true. Like if if he that, that yeah. This is. I'm, one, I'm curious: Do we ever get like a final? Like in the real world, do we get final proof? Mila is dead. I don't know. Well, that's that's interesting. But I would have come to go seek that. This isn't something Lori would have told him because Lori was in the guilty remnant at Lori, that point. Yeah. Wasn't talking that to him at all. So Lori couldn't have told him. He cut out. He was the chief of police in Mapleton. It's possible that you know, he knows about the deaths coming into the morgue because <laughs> of the chief of police in Mapleton. So it is possible that he knows that based on the fact of what what his position was. But, mm, definitely. Anyway, but this is where Neil tells him half the people here don't remember their names. The other half are doing crazy stuff like International Assassin. And he says, I can't <laughs> even find a woman to take a dump on. I just want to say, what an unreasonable thing to tell someone in like, a conversation. It this is. is. This is such a, like, maybe. Okay, <laughs> maybe you say this to, like, a super close friend. But not, I guess, you know, uh, I'll, I'll go back to the point on... He's jaded. He's been oh. stuck in this like hotel. He's talking to this guy who's either gonna forget everything in ten minutes or be back in real life in ten minutes. Yeah. So you know, fair enough. I, I take it all back. That's fine. He can he yeah, can say whatever he, he wants. He can he can say whatever he wants. But the fact that he says this is like proof positive. We are talking to Neil here. I by the way, I hate that they've done this to me. But they've 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 triggered this because I had the same response of like I've been in all caps of me writing oh my god yeah. he said it's Neil it's Neil yeah. right like yeah. why why did they make this the lie that you know causes <laughs> me to know it's Neil that the fact he wants to take a dump on someone like why why do they got to go do that why can't it be something nice like oh, I used to love playing on the meadows getting you know the blue flowers you know like that's the go to with my former wife. Like why couldn't that be the go on? They used to go to the meadows and pick flowers, but no, it's that he took a dump on her. No, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, never mind. I take that back. No, he never they, took a dump on her. No, he they they take a dump on him, and he never asked yeah. Patty to do it. Yeah, there you go. I got the wrong way around. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, without a doubt, we know it's Neil as soon as he says it. You know what it got me more? I mean, I would have hated this show if they did this. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I don't know. Depends how they did it. But if they if they did this, but it turns out this wasn't Neil, just <laughs> just just so just by happenstance, just someone who also shared a similar you know <laughs> enjoyment as Neil. Squat cobbler. <laughs> yeah. You remember that from uh, Better Call Saul? Oh my God! Yeah, I think it's. Wow. <laughs> Like sticking it up in pies. Yeah. I think it's called like the Cleveland Steamer, right? <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. I, I guess. I would tell you to look it up, but I, I'm not know. looking Yeah, it up. <laughs> don't look that up. I saw the social dilemma. I'm not looking that up. Oh, wait. Well, I've not seen the social dilemma. I know you recommended it to me. It's on the list. Yes. Yes. Can't recommend I've... it this podcast. I already did, Logan. Already done. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. But. Anyway, I'm not searching for that. So, but he asks 
about the little girl in the room. And Neil says, you think there's a little girl in my room? You should have let that fat C word drown. And Kevin, I mean, this is a, a bit of a turn of character here. So, so at this point, I was, I was wondering, like, so does she look like... I'm confused by Patty's appearance now. And so I was wondering if you would give me clarification on this. Okay. Obviously, she looks like a little girl to Kevin. Yes. She looks like a little girl to Virgil. Yes. But Neil... Does Neil know that's Patty? I know Patty. I'm pretty sure that he does. But how? Like, did he see Patty come in and like dress up as a little girl? Uh Like, just just how does Neil know? I understand he's he's not part of like the scenery, like uh, Virgil is now. Right, and he's. I mean, maybe he is on his own quest and failing. That's true. <laughs> it's like you're, I mean, because, because he hasn't drank the water. And, his, and, his guide immediately drank the water and just could not <laughs> tell him any instructions. He's like, whatever. He just knows not to drink the water. So he's just he's just chilling. Yeah. That's true. Oh. I, I, I'm just curious that how, how does Neil know that that's Patty? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, maybe she, at one point she was adult Patty. And now is not. Well, like, my first thought was, okay. My thought when he said that was, oh, it's only a kid for Kevin. Everyone else sees, like, adult Patty. Mm. And somehow only Kevin sees small. Everyone but then, else sees the little girl. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause the second he goes in the lobby and Virgil, like, you know, starts talking to them, I'm like, wait, no. Virgil also sees, it says, you know, kid Patty. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like this bothered me more in a lot of other different, you know, like, TV shows and episodes. But like I said, they've. I just don't care. They've they've done they've taken all these other liberties. What's <laughs> one more, right? They've they yeah. really <sighs> Well, the the other thing I will say is that he is not married to Patty anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, like there's not really even any reason why they should be in the same room in this hotel. Fair enough. Well, maybe maybe Patty has her own quests and what not to do. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know why they together, but yeah, but but I I mean maybe this is the form Patty has taken in this world, but he for whatever reason knows that it's her because they said something that only she would she would only know if it was Patty, uh, and but he still perceives her as adult Patty, even though she's in this form of this little kid. Yeah. I don't know. There, there are. I like. I, I'm not gonna get too hung up on it because I think there. Are, I mean, we don't know all the rules of this place. I certainly. So, uh, I you know I'm I'm willing to to play along and accept this, uh, because I think it leads to some pretty heavy, amazing stuff. So that it does. That it does. Yeah. So I, st- I still hate that the show writers have done this though. I hate it in a good way though. Just. <laughs> They've just played their cards so well that now they've just created this their own little utopia. They can do whatever they want. And they can okay. explain it however they feel, basically. They're just like, yeah, this is the case. It's just, ah. I mean, they basically get to write in metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... They get to write the metaphor, but they put the metaphor on screen just as it is. Like, ah, right, well, you know. It's... Yeah. 
yeah anyway. it's pretty brilliant but so they um he kevin actually comes to patty's defense here which this is this is the turn that we have not seen this from kevin yet like kevin now knows that this is patty that he's talking about he hears neil talking about her this way and he cannot abide it he snaps his neck i know he just kills him chokes him and snaps his neck which which this because i was like whoa kevin like i mean he's an international assassin he's an international assassin but I question, I question the effects on what he's doing by killing people in this other place. And I was really thinking about this throughout, like, this This really, I was like, Kevin's starting to get, like, lackadaisical here. Like, it's his own whimsical land. Mm-hmm. And he even says, like, no, nothing's real later. Yep. And this belief's challenged. I just... Yes. I wonder, you know, you said that this episode will have lasting impact. And I can see how it'll have lasting impact on Kevin. Yep. But I wonder, I wonder... Killing people in it too will have some effect. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. I think that we'll have to see how it plays out. But it's um, it is, it is interesting that you bring up the idea that he finds out later or that he hears later somebody say this is more real than it's ever been. Which I think that gives you some insight into the fact that he's killing all these people right now because he thinks it's not real. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But he I, I I love this turn because now all of a sudden like he came here to vanquish Patty, to get rid of Patty because he can't stand Patty. He can't stand having her around all the time. And now he's literally killing somebody in her defense. He's already saved her life, didn't know it was her, but he saved her life. He's now killing somebody in her defense. He knocks on the door. She answers. She's got this sign that just makes me, I, this is just the sign makes me want to cry. She's wearing a sign that says, I need to keep my mouth shut. And she says, hi, Kevin. Full recognition. I, have, I, have, I know. Before we go on now, what are your thoughts on kids writing lines? You know what that is? Kids writing lines? Yeah. There's a punishment. It's when um oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay gotcha yeah, like, like I will not uh, talk when the teacher is talking I will not yeah, talk it's what oh, mm-hmm. yeah writing lines yeah yeah uh, what am I no well, I think it's ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah okay <laughs> could you I know you teach high school yeah right so I I kind of like it more could you right now uh, just distance learning and whatnot but could you instill a punishment of having to write lines. But you don't have to. You don't write them on a piece of paper. You type them. Times New Roman, twelve point font. Get the job done. Send it to me. Somehow I have to disable copy paste. No, well, no, you don't. You don't do that. That's they write the lines however they see fit. And it could be, you know, let's say that the student. I guess this is kind of nonsense. They're talking to their friend during class, like because <laughs> it's kind of they could just talk in another medium and text. <laughs> but I, 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 they do something inappropriate. Uh, they did, just doing something. That you, they didn't do their homework. Mr. Salas has very much upset you that they did not do their homework. <laughs> so you tell them, you know what? I won't give you a penalty on it. But instead, write your lines penalty free or less penalty. Take the homework. <laughs> and then they write their lines. And then that way you know they've learned their lesson. 
and you know that they took the time to write out each letter individually. I think that's a win-win. Anyway, <laughs> back to it. Why? Why did this even pop into your head? It's just because the kid, the, the the. It sounds like it almost sounds like a line, like the thing written on her. Obviously, the dad wrote it for her. I'm guessing, but maybe maybe she had to write it herself. Not, she reminds not, me of not a dad actually. Oh yeah, not the dad. Her <laughs> her former husband. It just made me think like, oh maybe. He was told to write this, and it just reminded me of like kids writing lines. And then, I don't know. There are a lot of a lot of dots, a lot a lot of lines in a lot of places, Mister Sal. I got to the ending of you should have your kids write lines, but in the new fashion way. Very very interesting. <laughs> Anyhow, he's <laughs> got this sign on that says, "I must keep my. I need to keep my mouth shut," which is devastating. Like because you know that. Her husband slash father for now this my guess is that she I mean, and we find out later actually that she did have issues with her father as well so this person neil appears as both father and husband in this case mm-hmm. and he is making her wear this sign i need to keep my mouth shut she says hi kevin kevin says hi patty and he looks so sympathetic toward her he he is now for the first time seeing her for the tortured wife that she was for the little girl that she was and they leave holding hands and it's beautiful and it makes me want to cry just thinking about where this is going i i don't know how they do this so i i was a bit confused if neil turned out to be patty's dad and she was like lying to Lori oh interesting so i was like so was was neil well, i kind of thought about it more i was like no nah, i think neil was still her husband yeah because yeah. especially at the end when she talks about the jeopardy story i'm like okay well certainly neil's husband but but i you know it, it is a well-known fact that when people have like issues with a parent like that really messes you up as an adult mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that you can kind of like if, for example in this case patty obviously had uh at worst an abusive relationship with her father and at best uh a negligent relationship with her father uh and you can you can see her kind of seeking the attention of and the approval of a father figure from that point forward because she didn't get it she in fact she got the opposite from her father as a kid and so she ends up with someone like neil who probably reminds her of her father desperately trying to seek his approval and that doesn't work and that's it turns into abusive relationship and so in this place where they are now neil ends up representing both so i I mean i i love that uh and i think it's heartbreaking to see Kevin's reaction to it as he realizes that Patty isn't just some awful, you know, hell on wheels uh, person trying to bust his chops at every turn, like that she has a past and she was probably abused and, and by multiple men. And like, there's a reason why she felt what she felt after the departure and why she fell into the guilty remnant 
and so, and you can just see the sympathy boiling over in him suddenly. Patty has her own story. Yeah, oh. Patty has her own story that we've never heard that Kevin's never even thought about, and now he's getting it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 amazing. I like how they humanize Patty so much. Oh yeah, so much. You, and you feel so sorry for her. Like you just want to give her a hug. But even in the well, when she's an adult again, you just want to give her a hug. And Kevin does give her a hug. And it's 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 gorgeous. Like I've heard an interview with uh, Kev, uh, Justin Thoreau, who plays Kevin, and Ann Dowd, who plays Patty. Uh, and they, it wasn't even an interview. They just it was a virtual conversation with the two of them. It was just the two of them talking to each other about the leftovers. And they talk about the point where they realized that much of the story for the first two seasons, at least is a love story between Kevin and Patty. Like, (laughs) and you don't realize it. Not even probably at this moment, but until, I just have to. I just have to think of like the realization of a love story between the two, but one of them dies halfway through, <laughs> but the love story still continues. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's it, it's it's astounding to think about. But and I, I don't mean romantic love here. I mean like they no. almost like need each other, and they and and they have this mutual respect and admiration for each other. Like it, it's almost as though Patty is choosing Kevin to help usher her into the afterlife. What an honor. I, 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 I think there, there is some honor. For who, it. I don't know, but an honor for someone. Well, maybe, maybe. But they leave holding hands and they go see Virgil to help them find uh, a well. And he says, oh, there is, there's an orphan's well in Jarden, Texas, of all places. And she says to him, Patty says to Virgil, he's, he's going to throw me in. And she says, well, I hope, what did he say? Well, I hope you... Uh, I think we're getting ready to swim. Uh, yeah, I hope you can swim or something like that. It's, I don't know, it's like, bring your trunks or bring your baby... It's, it's something about getting ready to swim. Suit. Yeah, it was, so, it was something funny. Like, it, like he didn't think there was anything nefarious about it uh he drank the water he drank the water exactly yeah but patty doesn't seem resistant to it she seems willing she seems ready she's holding kevin's hand the whole way and you know, the just the, the camera shot of the two of them walking out of the hotel hand in hand you know, from behind it's it's just so stunning it, it's stunning so i at this point, I was kind of going through my mind of like, does does Patty want to die? Because like, so I, I at this point, like I had recalled, okay, you know, she she was drowning in the pool. We saw her kind of looking over, and then she, yep, and then we saw her in it, drowning, and then Kevin saved her. Blah blah blah. Here, I'm like, okay, does she want to die? Huh? She kind of warned Virgil, but she didn't really try past that. She kind of just like a cursory, like maybe she's just trying to make Kevin sweat a little, but. Yeah, well, I, I think that ultimately we we're going to come to learn that, yes, she does want Kevin to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when she says this to Virgil, she doesn't say it with with panic in her voice. No, She's no. Like, almost playfully. Like, 
um, there may be even some excitement in her voice. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. That's a interesting way to put it into oh, excitement. Okay. Yeah. Well, on the way to Jarden, Patty is reading the brochure about the Orphan's Well. It was built by indigenous people as a conduit between the living and spirit worlds. So they don't mention the term, but what she just described is an Axis Mundi. There you go. So they are in this place between the living and spirit world. And they are going to this place that is meant to connect the living and spirit world. This place that is, it looks to me, on the site of what we saw in episode one of the season. Yeah, I was thinking of that. A lot of um, episode one, like the cave, the yeah. woman vibes, that area. Yeah. 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 And now she asks Kevin, does she talk too much? And she says that she was abused by her father because of that. She says that she uh, broke or lost grown-up teeth because her father hit her and thought that she talked too much. And Kevin is just being so nice to her. And he very gently says, it's okay, keep reading. You know, which Kevin now is to, Kevin knows who she is. He knows she's Patty, but she's also this little girl. Uh, this who, who suffered so much in life and he can't bring himself to be to her what he has been to her throughout the entire series uh, disgusting <laughs> inconsistency worst oh. thing imaginable uh. once a jerk you should always be a jerk okay no <laughs> yeah it's uh, it, it, it's a it's a tearjerker you know it, from here on out it's definitely like a you feel bad for patty i don't know how it's, what you just, you just feel bad and i'll go well feel you, bad you for you patty. oh wow i feel kind of worse for you patty now i felt bad for you not a little worse wow you know i'm feeling real terrible now patty yeah i know i know you know and if i really for me from the moment she opens the door and she's got that sign on, like I'm, I'm starting to well up at that point. And by the time she's in the well with Kevin, I'm, uh, I'm downright crying. I'm <laughs> welled up in the uh, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize I was going to do that. That was totally unintentional, but pretty good. <laughs> but she, anyway it says in this brochure that people go to the well to throw in whatever they want to unburden themselves of yeah which is probably why this is happening this Mm -hmm. is why he's taking her here and they finally get to like the encampment around miracle and it looks like post-apocalyptic there's like no one yeah Oh, there's no one. There's just like fires, the, the barrel the, fires. Yeah, the bridge is blocked by these barrel fires, and this this guy busts in Kevin's window and puts a noose around him. What a message! Though. Oh yeah, <laughs> just ah, uh, I'm trying to I'm the message to... from who to who. There's oh, why can't I think? Oh, I remember where this is from. Well. I don't want to. I don't want to get. I I, I don't want to explain too much. So on and so forth. It's like a game. 
uh, kind of like One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Okay. Except multiple nights, similar like regular werewolf. Called Town of Salem, so on and so forth. I've heard of it. Oh, you have heard of it? Okay, well, all, all the listeners need to know is, like, everyone plays, there's some evil roles. And, but there's a, so every night, you go to sleep, you wake up, you go to sleep, and at night, you can do an action based on your role. So, there's one role, it's called a jailer. You can jail someone. And so what that means, at night, you drags them into the jail cell, and the jailer can talk to him them, and then he can choose whether or not to execute them, kill them. Okay. Okay, and so the jailer obviously knows who they jailed, but the person being jailed don't know who they're talking to. It just says jailer. They just know they're jailed and they're oh, talking to the jailer, okay? Okay. And so my my philosophy on the jailer is I would always so – it's the execute button, so I can hit it, and it, it tells in the chat the jailer's decided to execute you. <laughs> But then you can undo it. So my my go to philosophy was okay. I press the button. So tell me now, or you like 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 we go all the way to like level three or max, you know, level right here. I'm going to kill you. What's why should I doubt, right? And that's what this reminded me of, as the sense of he took the noose on him, got him ready to go, like <laughs> like took it to the highest notch, and then from there he works it back down. But like. Oh, okay. I, I I see what you're saying. So that, that's what that reminds. It's a very <laughs> thing, but that's what that reminds. I really had big vibes from that when he did that. It was like taking something to the highest notch almost immediately, but then you're allowing it to work it out. Yes, yeah. It is a strategy that several that that is commonly employed by people. <laughs> I mean, not with nooses. Oh no, not with nooses. Yeah, but but as the the severity is maxed out to start with and you can back it off but then you back off yeah i can't think of another example but i do love that (laughs) the tactic (laughs) yep but anyway he tells this guy that he's taking patty to the well to throw her in and the guy gives him a choice he said you can cross or you can jump and kevin wants to know why he would ever jump and the answer is because you don't want to kill a child and Kevin says, oh, no, she, she is a child. She's not a child. And the, this guy, who we don't know this guy, but this, this guy. He's an Australian accent. Oh, yeah, he does. Okay, okay. <laughs> if you didn't say that, I was like, wait. If you were like, I don't know. I would oh, no, I, I, I knew very well he had an Australian accent. Okay. I, just, I wanted to see if you picked up on that. So I'm curious if we see him at some point. Ever. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, all we know about this guy is he's got an Australian accent. Literally, yeah. <laughs> that, that is it. So, but he says, if you do this, it'll change you. And that's that's where Kevin reveals to us that he thinks none, none of this is real. And the I'm, guy, said, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, no. I, I, I remember, didn't someone get, someone come back from the dead in Australia? Yes. Okay. Okay, continue. David Burton. David Burton. I don't think this is him, but anyway, some relation with this whole. Did you say you don't here. think this is him? I yeah, I, I'm not gonna say that this is him, but okay. I think David Burton has some relation. I think he was here doing a quest. Okay. Earlier, anyway. Okay. So he says, "Friend, this is more real than it's ever been." Hmm. Kevin takes the noose off and. This guy whispers something to him, and we have no idea what it is. I Unless you heard it. Did you hear it? Do, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he whispered to him, but... Did you turn, turn on the closed caption? Wait, 
does it actually tell you i don't think so i didn't do oh, it okay i think it says uh inaudible whispering or something like that. oh yeah yeah i mean i'd be shocked if it did but yeah i just presumed <laughs> you weren't supposed to know i didn't even try to listen or anything okay yeah no we're not supposed to know so the man uh, whispers something to him any ideas what he might be whispering i don't think there's any way you could possibly no i i will say before he whispers he does tell kevin what i was like kind of wondering of the girl is not resisting she must want it <laughs> like like oh, the, yeah. like patty's not resisting at all yep yep exactly it's a good point but pat he he decides that he's going to do it patty is says she's tired and so kevin carries her oh like father and daughter like a, is it like a mile yeah he carries her like a mile like and she like cuddles into him and we we well, no no that doesn't mean it's like all cutesy she's trying to absorb his absorb his heat energy mr sal okay I'm not sure how much heat energy matters in this place, but you can go <laughs> oh, ahead. Oh, and- you don't think anything matters here? You probably you think you'd be all Rambo, killing everyone. Nothing I, matters. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm, when I see this, I see two people who came into this place as adversaries, and now one is willing to carry the other one. A most powerful adversary. Yeah, and and, and the one who is being carried, who was nothing but adversarial to keep using the word uh, to this guy just finding so much comfort in it mm-hmm. uh, and it's and it's beautiful uh, I, how many times can i say in this episode it's beautiful <laughs> but but it truly is and they finally find the well and he sits her on the edge of the well and he doesn't want uh, he, he's just having a tough time doing it and she doesn't she doesn't understand why and he says because it's hard because i feel sorry for you which is exactly what you've been saying this whole time like how could you not feel sorry for her oh and patty like he's like you want me to close my eyes you want me to yeah you want me dropping to or pushing would be easier pushing would probably be easier right yeah, yeah probably yeah and like starts listing her flaws <laughs> Yes, and she says, "Would it help if I say if I say I deserve it?" And Kevin like gets choked up and says, "That's not true." Like he has completely turned the corner on Patty as an individual and found so much value in her now. Yeah, at the worst time. Oh, it's oh my god, it's it's amazing. Why does he have to grow close to Patty right as he finally gets the chance to get rid of her? I know it's. I mean, he's still going to do it because he sees it as a mercy. He sees it as the right thing to do. Yeah. But she starts. She starts listing off everything. I talk too much. I don't listen. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. I'm a fat pig. And finally, Kevin's crying. I'm crying, and he and he pushes her into the well. And, and she just died. Well, we thought we think so. <laughs> we do, however, hear a hawk overhead. We do. I thought we were going to see like a smokestack or whatever. Like a smoke. Right. Yeah. And then the cave woman comes out. Right. Yeah, right. Well, not the cave. She died, but like the new cave person with the baby. Right. Yes. To throw her baby in the well. Yep. And we think that Patty's dead, but she, we, we don't. Kevin, nothing happens to him. 
and we finally do hear Patty call for help, and she's yeah. alive. She's just grown up now. Yeah, she's alive, and Kevin like immediately tries to climb down. He ends up falling in, and Patty tells him this story about being on Jeopardy, which is really like this, this is an amazing story. Like she, this is a story. Yeah, she she says she went on Jeopardy because she wanted to win fifty thousand dollars. That's what she wanted. This way, she could leave Neil. I sorry, I just wanted to note that it's it was the same amount. Yep. The political donation. Okay. Yes, and I think that's intentional. Okay. Okay. But another indication, I would think, that well, maybe not. You know, if you view it as this is all really happening, then this is a good indication that yeah this is all really happening or you could view it as maybe patty already told him this story because we don't know all of what patty said to kevin when she was attached to him or so maybe, kevin's just making up this story he just used a fifty thousand twice that could uh, be i i don't see i don't know i i don't understand the circumstance of how we got into the hotel with doing the money with the fake name like, i don't know how he got up to that point even to be honest with well, you. I, I, I think that... But that's just, like I said, they've yeah, that, played that, me like a fiddle. These that, that's just, that, this is... You know, he's just there. Yeah, it, it, so I have to accept that. To be there. He <laughs> is just there. So. Anyway, yeah. I, I'm, so, I'm so annoyed that they've done that to me. <laughs> I can't just... Oh, whatever, go on. But I think that the fact that, this, that what she needs is $50,000 to leave Neil, and that's exactly how much kevin in this world donated to her i think there is a significance there that kevin it's definitely there's is, something there i just don't know what, what evidence this goes for <laughs> right well i think it can go either way and it depends Probably. on how you at it and i love that about it but i think that it's it's there as a symbol of this is kevin is her way to free herself of all these burdens just as kevin is going to free himself of this burden as well mm-hmm. So there's, there's some, there's some mutual benefit here, but she, she also tell during this Jeopardy story uh, tells us about the reigning champ who said nothing to her in the green room and says, she says, there's a power to that silence, which. Oh, it's just, uh, (laughs) I, uh, I mean, that made me feel pretty bad because, well, you want me to say it? Yeah. Okay. What's it? Kevin ignored Patty for quite a while. That oh. made me think of like there's a power in silence, but it also made me think of the guilty remnant. Yeah, and I'm not talking. So I say that a bit dubiously. Like I don't, I don't. Like she didn't start the guilty remnant, but I don't think she's like the I, leader. I don't think so, but yeah. we don't know. But but that might be a reason why she joins the silent. You know, she yeah, silence of it. There's power well, in that. Think about. Think about the only time that we've seen Patty before the Guilty Remnant is in the Garvey's at their best in that flashback. And and she was a shell of the person that we know as Patty. Mm-hmm. Very true. So think of the power that she got from silence. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was orders of magnitude more powerful mm-hmm. when she stopped talking. That is true. I, and I will say the, the bit I said about Kevin ignoring Patty, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Like, there's a power in silence. Yeah. It's like, oh, so she referring to like Kevin not like ignoring her and you know, it's really painful. 
Yeah. And then I thought more about, oh, wait, she's in the Guilty Remnant. But I, yeah, that might still have some. But I, I think you're, I think you're, there's that aspect of it too, though. I think you're right that when he was ignoring her, like that he was exerting his power over her just like all the other men in her life ever had. Hmm. Yeah. You know, basically, I mean, how many times did he tell her to shut the F up? You know, and how many times had she heard that from her husband, from her father, from probably other men in her life? Uh-huh. And so, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking. That's, that's the only way I can describe it. But she did win enough money to leave Neil, but she didn't leave him. And so as per the typical segment on the leftovers, we stuck with the finances, 65,000. She won. Mm-hmm. What, what's the tax rules on that? Um, Is that Shawshank Redemption thing about like a one-time gift for real? I think so, but I don't know if it is anymore, but I think it was then. Hmm. Okay. There you go, Patty. Continue. (laughs) Their financial ruling. So anyway, but that's, I mean, that's basically the end of the story. She didn't leave him. She she didn't feel powerful enough to do that. Oh, really? This is like... And then she tells him that she's scared. And Kevin hugs her and kisses uh, her on the forehead just like he hugged and kissed her on the forehead when he saved her from the pool. And then he drowns her. And he's crying. I'm crying. And there's an earthquake. Uh, I, I, I can't believe the emotions this episode invoked, brought out in me. Just astounding it's it's a heavy episode yeah and the soul yeah it is and and you know part of it is patty it's it would seem is really gone now yeah listen if if kevin if patty is still there with kevin like oh you thought i was god fool i'm gonna be so mad okay (laughs) because i'm like i don't feel bad for you now like she's going around as it like Nothing ever happened or anything, and just like roasting Kevin, I'll be like, "I, why?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. she better she better be gone. Oh, I think you'll be happy to see where this goes from here. Okay, I think you'll be satisfied. I like Patty, but I mean, I'll I have time. I know. So Kevin crawls out of the ground in the woods. Michael <laughs> comes back from getting a soda or using the bathroom or whatever he was doing is astounded to see kevin there and they play the song in the closing over the closing credits i've been buked and i've been scorned do you know where we've heard that song before <sighs> on the leftovers wait ah, no just tell me <sighs> the beginning of cairo when patty is laying out all the clothes in the church ah, <laughs> yes I, I remember I mistook the word scorn for something. Yep. I can't remember what I mistook it for. This this is the song that links them together in Cairo and unlinks them here in International Assassin. Oh my god, that's where she dies. And yeah. This is where she dies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. And, uh, yeah. I, I just, wow. Just wow. What a, 
Also, also I'm look. I got a lot of questions for Mike, and that like, why did he? What? Why? Why did he got to go? Holy crap! When the yeah, aces like holy crap or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And why? That's not the answer I want to hear from the guy that they supposedly know. Like, does Mike not believe in this part? Like, I don't know. I very curious. We'll surely get some answers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going into the. Oh wait. Few episodes. We are, and there's, I mean, the ceiling's wide. Listen, they've done an excellent job now in terms of what's left in this season. This, this is shaping up to be a magnificent season. We've got John, <laughs> right? He's oh, still yeah. on the hunt, and he might, he, he's got the right palm by all. Yeah. You know, yep. there's no reason why that palm shouldn't work. So he's got the, he's got the palm. Yeah. There's. Yep. The Nora, she's she's still missing. Mia. She's not missing. She she's just oh, yeah. hiding. Yeah. But she has told Kevin, if you can look me in the eye and tell me that she's gone, I will believe you and I will come home. So we can get Nora back. Tommy. No one knows where Tommy is. Oh, my God. That's right. Tommy's just missing. Lori. Lori's around. Lori's in, fact, in fact, we like, Lori's with Jill. We didn't see what happened from that. So I yeah. wonder how that's going. And Jill came to a pretty, I'd say, reasonable conclusion. Yeah. So we'll see what, still, how that goes. Nobody knows where the girls are. Yeah, the girls they were went in the woods. No one's seen them again. So, well, they, I mean, they went in the woods. Yeah, no one's seen them. They again. went in the woods. What are you talking about? Went in the woods. They don't because clearly they didn't depart. So, you still on that, huh? I, I, I was so I was so high ho sure they didn't depart early on that I just stick with it. So, All right, but I'm asking you, then what happened to them? Like I said, I'm not. That's I don't think. I need to give that evidence or any reason for that. I just feel, I just feel that they did not depart, right? In the same way, um, if someone if someone arrives to my doorstep, yeah. and I go. I don't think he flew here. I don't have to then guess how he got here. Maybe he walked. Maybe he bicycled. Maybe he drove. Okay. Right. I don't know how. Just uh, how about fly. The, in the same way that I can say, I don't know who bludgeoned. Uh, Saeed and lost. It's somebody that we don't know. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. kind of kind of. I don't like your analogies much, just because I didn't make a. <laughs> I lost control of it. And listen, analogies are a dangerous thing. Yes. Almost nine times out of ten, terrible. <laughs> but I just love making them. Yep. There's... No, I know. Yeah, you, and you do make a lot of them, and you are usually pretty good. I have to say, you. I think you do. You do way better. Compelling. Than yeah. Wait, what? I think you do way better than one out of ten. Thank you. Yeah, listen, you can make an analogy very compelling. That doesn't mean it's a good analogy, though. Like, you can make it sound, oh, yeah. You know, I thought you put it that way, but but that's exactly it. I've put it a new way. <laughs> <laughs> that might have taken away from the, the key point of it. Um, yeah, but there, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot that's on the table right now. There is. There's a lot. There's two more episodes, and it makes you think, like, can you do this all in two episodes? You certainly can. There are going to be some action-packed episodes. I'm very... Oh yeah, definitely excited. Uh, Erica was planning to leave John still. I mean, we're, right? That's right. So she had her when, what, to go bag. Is that what you call him? She yeah, yeah, to go bag. Yeah, and she had her. She had her to go bag, and literally the only thing that stopped her was Evie, poofing kind of because of her. Or at least yep. she feels because of her. Oh my God, we forgot that Matt is still in the stockades and Mary. Oh my! Oh Matt! <laughs> oh, hero Matt! I. Okay, Mr. Sal. This is gonna be my bold prediction. 
Okay. And some, and some, and this is bold. I really don't think this will happen. But if this does happen, I will be so over the like. I might give it an eleven. The episode of this happens. Tommy <laughs> and Matt are gonna team up. Oh. In some capacity, whether it be to try to get into Miracle or some some capacity, <laughs> Tommy and Matt are gonna become a duo here. They're gonna maybe maybe Tommy's at that camp, and then he finds yeah. So just just some just some capacity. They're going to. Team up. Okay. Interesting. That's my that's my bold prediction. And I and now that I talk about it, it's not super bold. I can see some ways like if Tommy's still playing leading into that holy man theme and you know, Matt mm-hmm. kind of has people that now believe in him in some capacity, maybe mm-hmm. they butt heads or join heads in some way. But... Do you do you think Tommy is still leaning into the holy man thing after what Lori said in the last episode? Well what did she say that would she said that he he hated the lies. He hated like she thinks that's why he left. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, mm-hmm. I I I then I for, I forgot about that. I did try. I, <laughs> I did test the holy man angle that Tommy's probably <laughs> was doing. Like, <laughs> well, maybe she. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty set in stone. Then I I'm very excited for these two episodes because because penultimate episodes. Some series use them as a setup. Some kind of use them as like a double final. Like there's the penultimate and then there's the final. Yeah. yeah. You know, really well made. So like Cairo, I kind of thought that was more penultimate than the Garvey's at their best, just uh-huh. because Garvey's at their best is like a flashback one. Yeah. So I very excited for this penultimate. I think it'll be a good one. Okay. Uh, what's the gra- Granite State. Is a penultimate episode for a Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, Granite State is so good, and that is a grand episode. Oh, a granite episode. Wait, is it Granite State or Live Free or Die? I think it's Granite State. Holy cow! Why can't I remember that? I'm very, actually, I'm positive it's Granite State. Okay. No, now you now you've got. I, here, let me just quickly look up. <laughs> that should be episode fifteen. Granite State. Okay, there's a title named Granite State, and it is yeah, so yeah, it's Granite State. Okay. Previous one, yeah, because next one's Felina, and that's yeah, okay. So, okay, I, I listen. Penultimate episodes be really great. Sometimes even better than the finale. Oh, they definitely can be. Oh, you know what? Live for your die was the season premiere. Of oh, that. okay, because that did sound familiar. I was like, live for your die definitely is one. That's why I I started swapping because I'm like, I did yeah, okay. Because yeah, because yeah, they they tease the show. Like, okay, we're talking about Breaking Bad, folks. By the way, if you haven't <laughs> seen that, you should definitely see Breaking Bad. I don't sure. know if we'll ever do a series on it. I've seen that series like four times. Or something. I've, I've seen, seen it, it once. I would love to do really? a rewatch of it, but uh, I'll say this: the beginning part does not age well. I feel like, compared to like newer, oh, no, almost I, as much. Yeah, I know. Season season one is not the best. Season two, mm-hmm. it, it really picks up. Season two picks up, and then uh, every season's better than the last. I feel like I agree. Bit. Definitely, they 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 ended it on a good. They ended it well. Yeah. Got better, 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 and then they stopped. So yep. They never got worse. They never ended it lower. For sure. I respect sure. that. So yeah, so the next episode of the leftovers, episode nine of season two, is called ten thirteen. Oh wait 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 wait. <laughs> so the, two things come to my mind. Either I've got to like. Look up some Bible quote now. <laughs> or I'd start with Job if you're gonna go that road. Yeah, wait. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. It's okay. I, I don't know the time. Well maybe it is. I don't know. If I guess ten thirteen, I'm gonna guess that's the time 
Which Kevin was reborn. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that uh, 10 14, October 14th, is the day that Damon Lindelof <laughs> quit his Twitter account. Oh. <laughs> For Lost. Uh. Yeah, after after Lost ended, he quit his Twitter account. Uh, and that was October 14th, 10 14. Isn't, isn't October 14th the date of the departure? Yep. <laughs> 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 that's not very coincidental is it no is it's it? not <laughs> <laughs> what a wow what a what an f you yeah like, what a middle finger that is yeah that's yeah. genius wow it is <laughs> by the way damon lindelof who was already an emmy winner mm-hmm. uh for the season one of lost actually i think um is now a double emmy winner because he the uh his latest series watchmen won the emmy this year for best limited series congratulations yeah i proud yeah i did good work i did good work yep absolutely (laughs) so anyway 10 13 is the next episode uh and I, i don't i'm not i'd rather not tell you anything about it that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I don't have any questions to ask. Okay, good. Just, just bold predictions. The Tommy and Matt duo. <laughs> what I'm hoping for. Yes. All right. Well, here, here, here's what I'll ask. Okay. And you can choose not to answer it. If you ask it three times, I'll answer it. No, I can't. <laughs> but go ahead and ask. Will we see Tommy again? Yes. By the end of the season. Okay. Okay. With Matt. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. You don't want me to answer that one. Oh, no. I got so weak. What if, what if, like, they break in together, Matt and Tommy, and they do, like, scorched earth policy? Like, they're they're destroying Miracle, right? They're just, they're just burning houses. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> no, no real reason behind that. Just, I'd love to see that. Just a. You will see it. Tommy again before the end of the season. Okay. Better not be Tommy dead. Anyway, uh, I think I think that's all I have in terms of all the right. leftovers to say. Okay. Sounds good, folks. Remember, you can always email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Really. Truly. We would. <laughs> you, can, uh, you, you can also Venmo us money at... No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> i'm just kidding about that but no uh we'd love to hear from you we'd appreciate it if you gave us a five-star ratings and subscribe to the pod we would also appreciate it if you shared with as many people and objects and robots as possible that's true yeah especially the robots (laughs) we don't like just in case right (laughs) yeah it's just better safe than sorry (laughs) and in terms of i don't know you get plates custom made for plate here, right? Can, you can get a plate custom made. I don't know if you can fit show hoppers. We'd have to cut out some of the stuff. Maybe SWHPRS. Nah. Oh, no. I mean, just like a small image on there. Nothing big. Doesn't have to take a, I'm not greedy. I don't need the whole plate. Just. Wait, you're talking about license plates? No. Oh, no. I meant like a plate you eat off of, like a dinner <laughs> plate. Oh, yeah, no. License plate would be better. License plate, possibly, but. I like the plate just because that, that causes more. Because someone's at your house eating your plate, that causes a question like, "Huh, 
I've never seen. I've never seen words on a dinner party. What What, what are you doing hosting a dinner party? Don't you know anything about coronavirus? I just you know when things when things go back you know or you know when if or when people can come to people's houses. Hey, you know what? Maybe by the time this podcast gets released, things will be back to normal. Hopefully. So anyway, we appreciate you listening as always. I know this was a long one, but man, this episode just wow. Yeah, it was okay. Thank you. It was, it was pretty okay. Very okay. Okay. I want to end with the word wow. You ready? 